My yeah. version of a deconstructed sandwich is you throw all the ingredients out of the kitchen window and see which toddler they land on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 105 of the Misanthropod. I am Snipe, and as always, I am joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello, you're awfully Shatner today. Thank you. I was inspired by listening to a late, the latest podcast that I really like, Men with Funny Heads, available on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, not iTunes yet. But... Well, I mean, it will be by the time it's out. Hopefully. You're welcome, by the way, for the fucking plug. Yeah, that's my podcast. Yeah. yeah. And Drummer Matt, how are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you, Snipe? I'm okay. I was trying to do my good D for the day, but I guess I should just fucking dig just, a hole and yeah. bury myself. I'm just, I'm literally the worst human being. (laughs) So? Anyway, so we're doing a podcast. We are, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you should go check out Men With Funny Heads. It's a sci-fi podcast with with our good darling Snipe. Not me. No, why did I say my own name? (laughs) Oh, wow. This this podcast is, is... Did we even find the rails? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm building rails like 400 miles south with the lovely darling Wib and the incredibly beautifully voiced Longfang, where they take a, an episode of a sci-fi or, or like a movie and watch it and then just discuss it for a bit. We do. It's um, actually super legit. We talked about uh, The City on the Edge of Forever, which is a Star Trek the original series episode. And it is very, very good. Oh, that's that one that you like. <laughs> that that makes it sound like I, only, it like I only like one Star Trek, as if I haven't spent... Okay, no, 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 but the one you notably like, uh, you've mentioned it before in passing, I think. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's it, it, of, of the like, original series. I don't know it's... many of the episode titles for the original series Star Trek, but I know that one. <laughs> it's it's one of the original series that I, I consider to be one of the best yeah. episodes. And yeah, that's that's episode two, and that's out Well, now. I like that. I like that you've gone with ones you like, because it'd be very easy to, and I'm not saying you won't and you shouldn't in future, but it'd be very easy to, like, pick a really bad one and just rip into it for however long you're doing the podcast for. I, I think there's, um, especially with, like, YouTube reviews and all this kind of stuff, I think there's a massive swell. It's not as bad as it was, but of people only doing shit they don't like mm. just so they yeah. can, like, really enjoy yeah, yeah. being exactly. super so I'm, I'm, over-the-top mad about it. Yeah, and so it's I, really tedious. Yeah, so I really like that you picked one that you like. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that the thing, cool. like, you know, wanting to have both good and... Mm. Uh, doing both good and bad. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, totally. Although you know. the first episode was on fucking Andromeda. Mm, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. We, yeah, we, we basically got, like... A really, really good bit of of work attached to Gene Roddenberry, and a really, really bad one. Although the we still duality of man. Um, at some point, I will have to convince uh, Long Fang into doing a a video on the well, I'll say video podcast uh, on the worst episode of Star Trek, which I maintain is uh, I think it's called Two Days, Two Nights, which is, is an that- Oh no! It's an episode of Enterprise, and it is it's. I mean, granted, there's episodes like uh, Code of Honor that are maximum yikes, uh, but 
uh, Two Days and Two Nights is just the most boring thing you will ever watch in your goddamn life. I remember hearing bad things about A Night in Sickbay. A Night in Sickbay is not great. Mm. But honestly, stuff happens in it, so it's definitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some bad episodes of Enterprise. <laughs> My God, are there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we should probably get into talking about this podcast that we're in right now, as opposed to a podcast <laughs> what I did a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe we should turn the misanthropod into just a uh, Men With Funny Heads breakdown cast. Yeah. We'll... So we could be like, so when Longfang <laughs> paused to think of a word, what could he have been actually thinking? Maybe he was thinking that uh, actually Battlestar Galactica is very sexy and good. More likely he was no. to think about lightsabers. I think recently. Yeah, no, long fang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shall we? Shall we get off this awfully weird meta moment that we're in, <laughs> yeah. and 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 sort of lead on? Uh, fine, so, fine. Matthew, yes, the drummed Matthew, the drummed Matthew, the Matthew of the drums, the drumborn, um, <laughs> drumbleborn, drumbleborn. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, I want to talk about two things, neither of which are video game related, so that's a good start. I mean, that's never stopped um, us before. No, I, I wanted to talk to you guys, like, seeing as this podcast, like, we're definitely evolving somewhat in that we're not just talking about games and stuff, and we've been talking more openly about, you know, other stuff, about how we are and, you know, what we're thinking and stuff like that. And we've had quite a few emails in saying that, you know, talking about mental health or talking about, you know, trans rights or LGBT rights or things like that have, like, helped out people. So, sort of following on from that and I want to say at the start that I haven't thought exactly about what I want to say so if I trip over my words and say something a bit silly apologies in advance (laughs) Um, how dare you not script everything before you go on a a live recording podcast (laughs) yeah basically I've been thinking about sexuality stuff and this is triggered this is like triggered's a bad word this is (laughs) prompted by seeing a post on 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 twitter and I can't remember who by but basically I've always sort of just been me and I've never really thought about it and this is coming from a massive position of like privilege I appreciate that I've never needed to put a label on anything because I've just liked who I like and that's not ever really been a defining thing for me or an issue in any way Mm. so but like I am attracted to people who aren't just female but I've never thought about what I would label it as if I was to label it, because I've never thought of needing to. So I just wanted to, like, see what you guys, your guys' thoughts on this sort of, like, you know, labels and stuff. Because I guess if I was to label it, I guess it, I'd call myself Pan, maybe? Just okay. because I've never really... I don't know. It's because I've never really gone thought about it in... I don't know. It's it's hard to sort of get my words around. Um, I, I understand but, that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I don't know. So I was like, well... And I saw that there was a post on um, Twitter that I saw basically saying the same thing. Like, they've never had... Whoever it was, I mean, I can't remember the name. Whoever it was, hadn't really thought about it before. But speaking to other people of various LGBT shades in whatever, it they said it because it's, it can be helpful for other people in a similar position, or not a similar position, in people who, need, who feel like they need to have a label for whatever reason, for other people to sort of normalise it. So I was like, well, I'm in a position of privilege where I feel personally for me that I don't need to put a label on myself, but I don't want to, I don't want any, if I can help normalise or if I can help anyone else sort of feel more at home with who they are, whether that's someone who needs to put a label on it or someone who feels like they don't, 
I just thought I'm in a position at the moment where for some reason a few people on the internet listen to us. <laughs> like if if there's if there's one person out there who wants a bit of backup for anything, whether they're someone who wants to come out or whatever it is, or whether it's someone out there who's in a similar position to me who hasn't really thought about giving themselves a label because they don't need to for whatever reason, but want to know that there's other people who think that. I just kind of... A, I wanted to get your guys' feelings on it, and B, I just thought I'd say it on a podcast in case anyone else cared. <laughs> um, yeah, no, yeah. good on you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so no, because um, from what... Because uh, obviously we've known you for a long time. Um, like at least a decade. Yes, over over we are, well, I mean, hell, we we have been in the same band for over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so I've known you for a while, and uh, knowing you, uh, yeah, Pan does sound like a good fit. Yeah. Um, from what what you what you have discussed with us about that kind of stuff, mm. um, like I'd never really, well, like I said, I'd never really thought about it because. Again, I appreciate this is a massive position of privilege where I can be like, where it's not a part of my life that's been, you know, affecting me and it's not something that I feel like I need to do or not do or anything like that. And that's just because I have lots of nice friends who like me for me and (laughs) that's a very lucky position to be in that it's just not been a big deal to me. And I appreciate that's not necessarily what a lot of people are going through by any means. Um, Yeah, well, uh, to like, um, because I think... In a lot of ways, we were uh, we're in sort of a similar position because um, I mean, how long ago was it? Now it's like a couple of years ago, maybe. I started realizing that I was basically repressing like attraction to guys, mm. um, and that I had basically been doing that like subconsciously my whole life. And the thing is, as a married man, like, and I I don't have any desire to be with anyone else like you don't have to say that but it is appreciated i mean, I mean yeah i mean i mean I, yeah i mean david bowie ex- like yeah is 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 a thing so I mean, it's okay i mean you can still look at pictures of david bowie and think he's attractive <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that is a, apparently it's just because i I've, I've realized a lot of um a lot of people um a lot of men specifically have cited david bowie as their like either, like, bisexual or, yeah, like, what? non-heteronormative <laughs> awakening. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but you know, I, I realised that that was a thing I was doing, and, and so because I had been, like I say, subconsciously uh, repressing it, and it's why I, I, I on, on Twitter, I did do a thing and go, hey, so I am some kind of bisexual. Um, mm. And... It is a weird thing because I, I often, it feels like even though I, I am, you know, open about it, because it is something that has not affected my life, uh, because I am, you know, I am in a, I'm in a straight relationship, as it were, um, or at least that is how it appears. Um, it's presenting, you know, you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> yeah, it, it, because it, it, it's 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 it, yeah. because it, it appears to be uh, you know every my sexuality appears to be that like I don't I have not suffered any prejudice for mm. it. So um, I, I I you know I often feel like um, you know I, I don't want to intrude on people who've actually had to. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's kind of yeah. That's half of thing of what I'm thinking. I was like, I don't want to come in and mm. be, and be like you you know start claiming that I've I've suffered or I've you know I've had things happen I'm not at all coming saying that it's sort of almost the opposite but yeah 
I'm not entirely well, sure what I was trying to make a point. I just wanted to say something. <laughs> well, no, that's that's cool. And, but, and, you know, I mean, it's... coming into it, it's, it's a different angle for you because it's not like I was repressing anything before. It's just that it's it, because I've never had any of the bad side of things, and because I've, or I've, I mean, I've been in two sort of ma- major-ish relationships. This like, most recent one for the last, well, since at least as long as I've known you. So, like, <laughs> yes, I don't know. I should know this number. <laughs> Amount years. of years, something like that. Um, if my brain wasn't in other places, I'd know the number. Honest. Um, so it's like, like similar to you. It's not really going to affect anything pra- from a practical point of view. Mm. But yeah, I just but almost I... feel like a position of almost responsibility. Of like, well, I just I'll want... put it this way. Sorry, Karen. Just if you know, if it helps, if it helps a single other person who's having, you know, either doubts about coming out or doubts about themselves and not wanting to come out because I don't really want to come out as such because I don't for me personally it's not something I feel like I need to do for me but if doing something similar helps other people I feel almost like a position of responsibility that anyone listens to this podcast or whatever I feel like I should do it to help them if it, if it does help if it helps a single person sort of normalizing it and talking about it, it that's it is makes me happy purely visibility yeah that's the exactly thing. and it's just exactly and I think that a lot of people probably don't think about it. Like, um, yeah, like either they repress it or it's just never something they've actually actively thought of. Or mm. some, and for some people, it can be something that destroys them internally mm. trying to figure out. And, you know, I've seen like, um, there's a term called egg, which is like a, um, a, a basically a trans or non-binary person before they've realized that they're trans or non-binary. Mm. So like, there's like subreddits, like egg IRL, where it's like, Oh yeah, like you know, me uh, an assigned male at birth sitting there going, "God, it'd be really awesome to be a girl." I'm definitely cis though, you know, and it's like little things like that, and um, or like you know, yeah, somebody... I mean, I, I had the whole thing where I, I kind of just, uh, I, and it's like this thing because like it's not like I had any issue with like it's uh, it's internalized homophobia uh, internalized yeah. biphobia it's society being a fuck yeah it, and it's like oh well you know that was an intrusive thought or whatever and just not even th- and not, and just not say, analyzing everyone, everyone else gets these and i'm going to repress yeah. them as well and then just i got to a point where i was like wait a minute that's just bollocks <laughs> that's just a really pretty man mm. Like, it's like that's just a hot guy I want to do kissing with, and like, that's fucking rad. Like I should, like I should just, and like why, why was I doing that? And it's like it was just one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess that's me now. Um, I guess it was always me, but I just mm. for what, whatever reason, it was just something, you know, um, just my life had just led me to a point where it was never relevant. So I guess that's why it took so long for me to realize that. Mm. Um, but for me, it was useful to come out and do so publicly because. It meant that for me, because I, it was an element of repression about it, mm. that it meant that, like, yeah, go, go you know, do do that. Um, and likewise, um, I, I did get people say that it was good for them, and a few people did, yeah, say that they had come out for not not being you know not being bisexual like me, but other things, mm. um, because they saw me do that, and so that's it, it is really useful if you are in a position where you can and you feel safe doing it if you to have do any that. degree of social um, capital yeah. i think it's like it is a really uh, i don't want to say that if somebody's 
in a position of like even no matter how vaguely the public are aware of them they have a responsibility to mm. come out and announce and label themselves because even you know like some people still hate labels and that's yeah that's i did i did i did want to make that point like i don't yeah some people me probably included like i i think it comes from a place that in an i because i've not had any of the bigotry or hatred targeted towards me personally i um hang on what am i trying to say (laughs) these (laughs) things are complicated um because i've not had any, any of that i don't in an ideal world no one would need to call themselves anything because everyone can just be who they want to be yeah but i'm trying to say that without trying to invalidate anyone who does want a label because you know that is yeah i think it's fine to have labels and if you want them and if that helps you or your people who you love or people who you hang out with or whatever like labels are great or can be great and i'm not at all i don't want to invalidate anyone a lot of (laughs) people in like Like, a broad statement but i just think i think the way i'm thinking about it is that in an ideal world in i don't know hopefully not too distant future but realistically possibly a way off we won't need labels because people can it won't be assumed that people are straight and it won't be assumed that people are of a binary gender people can just be who they are and mm. we wouldn't need these labels to fit into because everyone can just be who they are and everyone will like each other i think exactly. that's sort of which is sort of why i don't necessarily want to label myself but again that's such a position of privilege to be in. Yeah. I don't, I, 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 which I completely appreciate. So I don't want mm. to take anything away. So yeah, yeah it's a bit I of a mean... tricky one. But not wanting to label yourself is also, even if you are gay or you are, you know, non-binary or you are trans or you are anything, you can still identify as that, but not want to have a label on it. And that's not yeah. because of any repressed thoughts or anything. It's just because you don't like labels and that's also fine. Yeah. So I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to say something about that as well. Yeah, no, I Um, I totally get it. I mean, like, me personally, finding out I was, like, super queer, I, like, again, for the longest time, it's kind of like, you sit there and go, well, no, everyone thinks this, and I'm just going to ignore it, and it fucks you up internally. Mm. Well, this is my experience. And then, like suddenly having a label was a relief. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, oh my God, I'm not this fucked up wit. Okay, Mm. this is a known thing. (laughs) Holy shit, this explains so much. And then you see other people's experiences and it's just... It was just a wave of relief yeah, for yeah, me. Because totally, I was like, totally. oh my god. Because, I mean, I don't have the best track record, like, internally anyway. Like, mentally, like, mental health or whatever. So, like, you know, being queer on top of that was just... It was a fucking mess. And seeing, like, other people go, oh yeah, no, I get you. And I'm like, oh my fucking god, okay. Awesome. That's good to know that it's just not me being, like, a weirdo or not... <sighs> You know what I mean. Mm. But like, so I completely understand the desire for labels, but I also completely understand not wanting them. And I also mm. see the social importance of having a label, which I can imagine is incredibly frustrating for people who don't want them, like you, Dora Matt. <laughs> but like, it is also useful to normalize and, you know, like... It's incredibly useful to have these words to... It almost like uh, to, it gives legitimacy to, to give it. legitimacy to like to, to, yeah. to say like si- like cis like het people um, say like you know like someone's dad or mum and it's like they've like 
they see their child transition and they're like, well, I don't like labels or whatever, which is fine. Again, no problem with not liking labels. And the parent doesn't understand because they're old and fucking boomery. But if they've heard like the word transgender floating around, they might go, ah, that is an actual thing that exists and is real. Well, it's... It's It's just, again, even if you don't want labels... You are completely fucking valid, yeah. but I'm just giving an example, kind of like from some old people I know. Normalization <laughs> is is like just it, that's the thing. It's about you know normalizing these things. It's like how um, you know um, in like your Twitter bio or whatever, putting your pronouns in yeah. there. Like me, you look at me and you'll go, "That's a guy," um, but you know, I'd still put my pronouns in mm. there because it helps normalise that you going, oh, I will look at someone's pronouns and go, okay, so that's that. And also uh, you, yeah, you might like, you might identify as female but still like having a beard or whatever. Like that's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, it establishes that just because I look a certain way or yeah. I appear a certain way doesn't yeah, mean that exactly. that's what I... It doesn't... It, you know. it, it separates presentation from gender yes, yes exactly. which is very important yeah because we need mm. we need cinnamon rolls not gender rolls unless you really like gender. i'm not a massive fan of cinnamon rolls either to be honest but you know oh, well you're I mean, my I'd, cinnamon roll if i had to choose <laughs> okay fair well i mean again it's like I've, I've seen like oh um the gender binary is bullshit and then like like except for you know some people like the gender binary some people like being binary female or whatever, and that's totally legit. I think probably the best way to put it is that um, these things are, you know, as important to the individual as they want them to be. Yeah. And that's cool. Like, yeah. you know, you... And yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, you're all cool in our book, unless you're a bigot, and then you can fuck yeah, off. I mean, yeah, yeah. Unless you argue with us on Twitter for being quote-unquote political about just human <laughs> beings existing, which case, we've seen your timeline, You know, we know you retweet actual fucking Nazis. Because it's always the fucking same. It's like, you'll get like, I, I get like, like men psycho- psychoanalyzing me saying she's too aggressive. She's she needs therapy, and I'm like, ha, yes, but not for the reasons you think. <laughs> like, oh, aggressive woman, time to just get really angry for some reason and accuse her of being political. It's like, I would I would really love it if just one time someone would be really weird at us on Twitter and I couldn't predict with unerring accuracy the exact people they're retweeting. Yeah. It's you, really like, funny. We literally get to a point where we're like, oh, this person's just said this. Okay, I'm going to check their timeline. Who do you think they've retweeted? And we, we'll list off a bunch of names. And we always win. <laughs> we always get it right. And it's so it's... fucking depressing. <laughs> it... <laughs> That's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna be weird to us on Twitter, please mix up your retweets. <laughs> I'm fed up of seeing the same retweets of Ben Shapiro and shit. Like, please, <sighs> just just mix it up a bit, please. Um, but yeah, um, no, it's, it's cool to be open about it, dude. Yeah. And, and I, I, um, I think I've made the point that I wanted to make. I don't really know yeah. what that point is exactly. Um, that's okay. You'll figure it out. It's probably. cool to be who you are, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a bigot. Uh, okay. Or yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you like, I don't know, playing Hanzo or eating <laughs> avocado, in which case I'll try, I love you, but it's. It's hard. It's <laughs> I don't. I don't judge anyone except for people that really like um, the music of Cliff Richard. Yeah, that's right, Mum. I know you're not listening to this, <laughs> but like, I judge you. She's gone to Scotland to shoot some Scots people. I mean, 
She literally is, sent me a text say, the other a, day. There is a part of that information that is very accurate, um, <laughs> and I think it's best to just um, leave it there. Yeah, She's just going to come back in two weeks covered in blood, piss, and iron brew, and being <laughs> like, it was a trick, there's two of them. She's got scraps of tartan that she's taken as like yeah. trophies, and yeah. it's like, can you please, can you please not do that? I mean, oh, I just realised I I accidentally referenced a, a Jim Davidson joke, and I want to just say now I hate that cunt. I'm sorry. Really? Uh, I don't. Yeah, think, I, don't I, I don't think anyone would have noticed, considering. That I know, that would but involve, I noticed, and I wanted because like my parents used to like him a lot. And, of like, course, they did. So like you know, oh, there's a trick. There's two of them. Was like a household thing. It was like oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like oh yeah, no, I should. <laughs> I should just bleach that from my mind. <laughs> but yeah. No, but yeah, good okay. talk. Point well made or not, who knows. Yes. Yeah. We definitely made some points and I'm sure I'm sure that they were made. Yeah, and if it helps someone somewhere for some reason, great. That's all I, I, hope I want. So. That's all mm. I want. Oh, and if it doesn't then hello um any if if you're not uh if you don't identify as a member of the LGBTQIA+ community um, then we hope you, like, learned something, if we could teach anything at all. And if not, then we're not being political. <laughs> and don't worry, I'll talk about Warhammer in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be terrific. It's going to be terrific. <laughs> You're going to really will like it. Um, I, I don't, don't know why I just suggested that it's like, oh yeah, well, the straights want to talk about, like, <laughs> Warhammer. I don't know why you I know, made that you implication. You know what's really funny? Like... <laughs> Basically, the majority of all my friends who like Warhammer are queer. I know. (laughs) I know. That's why I'm like, that that made no sense. (laughs) That literally makes no sense in any context. Anywho. (sighs) We're straight pandering. Sorry. (laughs) Straight baiting. Oh my god. Hi everyone! Isn't it awesome how uh, how like all the Space Marines are totally masculine and that was when I made gay? when I made a joke about like nineties British touring car in the latest video. That was <laughs> yeah. straight baiting. That was straight up straight baiting. <laughs> Jason Plato, fuck off! <laughs> you said drama, mate. You saw, and I knew when you saw it because you sent a text to to Wib going, "Jason Plato, fuck off." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, it was either him or Alan Menu, so. <laughs> Alan Menu, is he related to a la carte? I don't even understand why that was a joke. I do, and that makes me really sad. Oh, Menu. I see, I was yeah. just thinking of his, his, his as a name. Because yeah. that's just the guy's name. Right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna move on just so you stop this, whatever this Please is. Please call me Al. Mr Mr. Lacarte is my father. A lot of fuck talk about things, Matt. Um, I mean, we've been watching a new series, which we are actually finished. It's the one I think I was watching at the start of the last one, and I said I wanted to finish it in case it went weird. Um, we've been watching a show called Devs. Devs, D-E-V-S? D-E-V-S. Okay. Um, I think short for developers, but devs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been watching it on iPlayer. I don't know, it's it's American, I think, but I don't know who made it originally or what it was on originally. Um, mm. It's quite good. It's a sci-fi, but like... A set nowadays doesn't have space laser type sci-fi, so it's all of a, you know, Black Mirror s but without the, you know, Black Mirror stuff. But that sort of, you know, it could be feasible that it's happening now, sort of sci-fi, yeah, rather yeah. than dramatic over the top space explosions. And it is by, do did you watch Ex Machina, the film? No, no, but I meant to. Okay, it is very good. But it's by a guy called Alex Garland, who I think did Twenty Eight Days Later. 
but is that um, is more that's a good movie. So it is a good very good film but it's it's got a very, I was what we were watching the first episode because we were recommended it and we were like I was watching it I was like this definitely feels a lot like Ex Machina and then it got to the end it was like written and directed by Alex Garland I was like that would be why then <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the it's not the same and it doesn't you know it's not it, it, there's a good reason for it to exist it doesn't it's not just doing what Ex Machina does but in a series but yeah it's about this software company who are doing like weird quantum computing stuff. Um, and it's kind of a, I don't want to say too much as with a lot of these things, but at first I'll just briefly overview the, the first episode because you don't really know where it goes from then. But there's a couple who work there and one of the couple gets, um, does some good work and shows off some good work and gets invited to go over to this, the devs unit which is like in a separate building on their like you know big Apple campus equivalent type thing because it's a software company they all have to have yeah. Yeah. campuses in the woods and this devs building or devs department is a separate building over in like the other side of the woods that you have to walk over to so he gets invited to go and work for them and then the sort of the rest of the show is sort of exploring what they're doing in this thing and it becomes yeah it's I'm trying to give a recommendation without giving too much away, and I'm very aware that a lot of things I talk about, I say I don't want to tell you about it. Go and watch <laughs> it. It sounds. It <laughs> sounds like um, uh, there's a story on the No Sleep podcast where a lady gets shipped out to like this, um, yeah, like this secret base in the middle of a forest, and um, you know she gets taken there in a blindfold and everything, and she's got to spend a few months in there. And there's just she goes in, and it's just really fucking weird shit. And everyone is just acting like it's another day at the office. And she's like, no, this is really weird. <laughs> so um, it, it sounds like it's a setup to that kind, kind of, of Not quite, not quite. Mm. Um, tell you what, I'll, shall I give a couple of spoilers, but only for the first episode? Yeah, sure. How, yeah. How's, how's that as a compromise? And I mean, it's the first episode, so yeah. Yeah, and if you don't want to hear, just, it. I guess, skip forward a few minutes. Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah, fine. So, yeah, basically... <laughs> The guy, the the guy who go who gets invited to devs is there, and then he's um, when he's le- he spends the day there, and they say like you know have have a few days, explore the code, try and sort of get your head around what we're doing here, and then at the end of the day or the end of a, however long he spent doing there, he leaves, and then the boss gets the security guy to kill him because it turns out he's trying to steal the secrets and the code from the place. So then his partner rightly freaks out, and then. Like she gets, she's like wakes up and he's, you know, he's not come home and she's trying to find this. And then she goes back into work and then the boss and the security guy show her security footage of him, like setting himself on fire rather than being killed by them. But she doesn't know that he was killed by them, but she knows that something's off. And it's kind of, it's her explore, trying to find out what the shit actually happened and what goes on in this place that he went, that she knows he went to and has a quite a big suspicion that he didn't kill himself because of it. But the video footage is there saying that he did. Whereas we, we as the audience know that he didn't. So we know it's fake, but she doesn't. And it, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, a shortish series of her trying to find out what happened and then eventually discovering what happened in this place and the sort of repercussions of that. And yeah, it's really good. It's really, yeah, again, it's set, it's sci-fi because what they're doing in this place is, you know, sci-fi, but it's not completely unbelievable. It sort of is, but it's sort of, you know, you know what I mean? It's like you could almost, it's set now. It's not set in the future. And yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really pretty and really well filmed and really well made. And yeah, just it's a very good show. 
I recommend. Oh, sounds cool. Yeah, sounds cool. When did you say you watched it? Uh, we watched it on iPlayer, uh, but it is an American series, I think. So I don't know where it would be, you know, in the States or wherever else. Mm. Um, Okey-dokey. So, yeah, who knows? We watched it on iPlayer. Um, yeah, I recommend. It's good. And also, yeah, Ex Machina by the same guy, which is a film and unrelated, but they've got a very similar kind of vibe. So if you've watched either this series, Devs, or watched Ex Machina and haven't seen the other and liked it, it's worth watching the other. <laughs> and if you haven't seen either, okay. give either one of them a try. Because um, they're both very good. Yeah, I like his sort of films. And yeah, 28 Days Later is quite different. But it's also a good film, I guess, to recommend. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's a good movie I don't want to watch again, but it has, like, it was pretty refreshing mm. and dealt with some grim elements, but it also had some, some fun parts. Mm. Which yeah, these, is, yeah. Yeah, these two, they're not really that similar, to be honest, but they're similar to each other. But yeah, very good. I suggest them. Mm, cool. Recommend them. But yeah, that's that's basically my entire two weeks. <laughs> Just watching that. Fair. Been watching the new Rick and Morty actually, but I don't even know if I want to say that. <laughs> yeah, no. Like last time, we got very yeah, angry. A uh, couple of messages. <laughs> trying to watch it detached from you know everything and the fan base. <laughs> enjoying it, I think he's actually still quite good. <gasps> but, oh, great! Now I can you know. I can hear the keyboards <laughs> clacking. But we haven't finished the series yet, so we'll see at the end of it. Mm. Have they actually put up, like the second half of the season? Uh, for legal reasons, I'm going to say yes, but for technical reasons, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Right then, okay. Because, uh, yeah, I watched the half yeah, the first on half's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, the second half. Is it's not. There's actually a mention to like, the whole COVID thing in it, so I was like, well, that's... So it can't have been out that long, the second half of the series. Okay, so Jesus. We're just watching it, and we're like, hang on, is this alluding to... And then at the end, he says something about... The, like, where I can't remember if they specify it exactly, but, yeah, they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, okay, right. <laughs> So it's been going well, on long enough that it's now in, like, animated cartoons, which take not a completely negligible amount of time to make. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> I forgot. I, I, I think it might be Snipe. Okay. All right, then, Snipe. Well, how about you talk about something else? Okay. What, what have you been up to? Well, honestly, I've been up to not much. It's been a bit of a bit, been a bit of a rough couple of weeks for me. Mental health and co- the the uh, the Rona malaise and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm, yeah. But um, I've been playing a lot of the Long Dark because it has an update. I Ooh, mentioned nice. that like last week, I think. Um, where it's basically just even if you're indoors, you'll still be getting cold. It's just this ruthless cold. Oh, fun. Oh, fun. Uh, the, the world is like minus 10 degrees colder. Oh. And it's just, it's it's hard. Um, they do have like a badge. Like, it's it's like, a, like an achievement. Uh, like, because badges, I'll say, they actually do something. So it's like, if you've run 25 kilometers, then you can equip a badge at the start of a new game that means that you lose less stamina or energy when running. It's basically okay. achievements yeah, yeah. that unlock perks. Yeah. yeah. Whereas um, this is just a, it's just, it's just bragging rights. It doesn't have anything attached. It's basically just survive 22 days. And trust me, it is fucking difficult. <laughs> but damn if it ain't fun. So, and they've also, in celebration of Canadian Day... They put in um, like ketchup flavored crisps and like jugs of maple syrup you can drink, mm. which is just that's beautiful. <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, so yeah, I did that. Um, I've just been playing it like and just kind of trying to get into the crafting and stuff. And I'm like, 
Because playing it on, on this challenge mode has actually made me a hell of a lot better at the game, and now I'm not scared of getting chased by a wolf or yeah. anything. I would like to just make a, a brief observation about something you said a moment ago. Was it, is it about Canada? Yeah, I really... Because I just... That's just something I do now. I really like how um, referring to Canada as Canadia as a joke is something that you should never do, because the moment you start doing it as a joke, it instantly <laughs> slips into being just how you refer to yeah. the country. It has replaced it's, my common vernacular. I don't think I've ever seen a word that does it that quickly, because I've seen multiple people have this problem, <laughs> yeah. of that yeah. they just start yeah. calling it Canadia so quickly. <laughs> well, it's not my fault that it should have been called Canadia from the start, but, you know, whatever. But yeah, um, really good. I've actually like it, it's like after all these all this time of playing, I'm still finding new areas and new things, and I'm like, mm. yikes! Okay, mm. that's nuts. Yeah. But yeah, um, so I'm kind of currently going through on like a, a custom game where I have passive wildlife, just to kind of get a feel for stuff in the real game and kind of like get mental maps sorted. Yeah. So I was like, I've, I've tested bear luring. <laughs> and like so you know I, I dropped a hunk of cooked like uh like gammon well not gammon what is it like like deer meat venison, venison on the floor and then like near a bear and like it attracted long fang no <laughs> yeah uh, and the bear kind of came out and i have i in this save i have a revolver and i was like okay small arms fire in real life will do shit all to black bears but can I, like, how many bullets can I put in it to at least slow it down or, like, whatever, you know? And it turns out I put ten rounds into it and it, it was still running at about fucking 39 miles an hour. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, well, shit. I do remember watching you trying to kill a moose in the game. I got gored horribly. It Like, moose are fucking dicks. <laughs> so, like, there was one, like, there's a location called the Trapper's Hut, which is basically is the, in the in the middle of a clearing, there's, there's like, a, uh, like, a hunter's, like, like, solitary cabin. And for some reason, every time I walked past, there was always a moose there. And I got fed up of fucking seeing it, and I wanted to eat it and make a coat out of it, because, like, you can make a moose bag, like a, like a satchel out of its hide, mm. um, that actually, like, increases your carry load or whatever. And I was like, I need that, desperately. So I went and I unloaded six revolver rounds into it, and it just pissed it off. It got mad. Yeah. So it like, <laughs> I'm like running, and because I've got a lot of weight, because weaponry is heavy, so it weighs you down, so I'm running slower. I turn around and I see it literally do the ball thing where it starts like digging up snow with its hooves and lowering its head, and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> and I'm out of stamina, so I keep trying to run. It catches up and just gores me and like pummels me into the ground, so I'm like, fuck. Okay, I'm not close enough to the hut, so I'll go for the woodshed, which has like a little like door that you cr like opening where you crouch to get in. I was like, there's no way a moose would be able to get in there. Just as I got in and crouched, it slowed me down enough to get gored horribly. It broke all my ribs and basically <laughs> killed me horribly. Yeah, um... and I was just like. Fuck that. Moose are basically monsters. They are demons. Honestly, I fear them more than bears. <laughs> like, there, there are certain animals where you look at them and you go, I can see why, like, uh, you They're know. Like eight uh, feet tall. Yeah, I can see why, like, early man saw these things and was like, yeah, no, monsters are real. Yeah. Uh, and a moose is one of the animals. Have you seen that <laughs> fucking like, video? Yeah. So moose are like eight feet fucking high. They are ginormous. And they are solid. And it was like, say it would be like shoulder height. And I'm like, I'm like five nine. So it'd be like snow up to like my shoulders. Yeah. 
And this moose just running completely unimpeded through this fucking basically it's up to its like fucking neck in snow and it just was it's just like yeah and it's running at like 20 fucking 30 miles an hour and it's just like i no longer fear death unless it's at the hands of a moose into which i fear you should not fear death but you should fear moose i still think that the plural should be meese it is is it like it's like goose and geese moose and meese, or moose and moose, that's silly. It's silly. Ooh, it's almost as if the English language is a horrible, cobbled together mess from other bits of other languages that we've stolen. Yeah. Genau. <laughs> I thought I'd just say yeah. it's exactly in German, just yeah. to really throw you off. But yeah, um, so I've been really enjoying that. Um, I played um, a couple of games. I played Lichdom Battle Mage. Which is a weird one. Um, if anyone doesn't know, it's basically like... A, it's in the style of a first-person kind of shooter where you just lob spells at people. Uh, it's in a medieval setting. Clancy Brown's in it, so already that's given it more points. Um, you have the most cookie-cutter generic fucking backstory. If you play as the guy, spoiler alert for the first ten seconds, your wife is killed, so now you're filled with generic man pain and must go on a crusade to get her, like, get revenge on her. And then if you play as the girl, it's really cowardly and they're like, oh yes, this is my sister. It's like, just say wife. I, I really it's thought like, they were like, going like, to go for that het- one. Yeah. Like, heterotropes are boring. But when you take those heterotropes and make them gay, they're amazing. <laughs> they are fantastic and I love them. But no, it's like, so she, she's like, oh, kill my sister, generic man pain, blah. And it's, honestly, the writing, like, the banter between you and the other character is great. Like, because the, the male character is still there, but he's not, like, the chosen one who's doing magic. Like, doing Clancy Brown magic. Well, whichever one you pick. Whichever one you, yeah. you pick, and the opposite one isn't isn't doing the magic. And like I love their banter. It's so fucking fun. Uh, to me, it but was far the actual too... gameplay is really tedious. I, I found their banter to be quite. It, it was like well acted, but I found it to be way too uh, modern. I, it was that's yeah no. It didn't fit the setting at all. But I liked the fact that they seemed to have a bit of chemistry. Yeah, yeah, it, um, yeah. and okay, like yeah. like they spoke quite naturally, and it was well acted. So yeah, but the actual gameplay is like a bit. Blech. It's a bit. Kind of just same monsters over and over again. Um, it looks pretty. It's in the Cry Engine, so if it didn't, then that'd be weird. It's actually a weird thing I felt when I played a little bit of it. Mm. Of that, it takes a moment to adjust because you used to when you're playing a first-person shooter, you click. You used bu- to hit scan. You, well, you click button and then thing happens. Less less hit scan because like if you're firing like any projectile weapon that's slow, you still press the thing and then the thing happens. Whereas because it's a spell, you press the button and then there's a lag as your character casts it and then fire it. You adjust so, to that very quickly. So yeah, you have to adjust to it, but it's just a weird sensation when you first mm. you first do it. You're like, oh yeah, this is weird. Like, yeah, like, I guess this makes sense. There's a lag on my fire, but you adjust to it because, mm. you know... Also, like, massive negative points to it, because I was super excited to unlock the lightning spell, because I wanted to Sith lightning everyone, Mm. and it turns out it doesn't even fucking damage them, it just stuns them. Mm. Yeah, and also... And and ice doesn't, it just, it literally, it's just another stun, and I'm like, what? No, I, like, fuck you, I want to Sith lightning and freeze people, how, actually, how dare you, and like, fire is the only thing that does any damage. There is, like, really in-depth spell crafting, though, so maybe you can... And Maybe, but like honestly, you, yeah. it was it like it literally has two menu like um, 
like like layouts where it's like smart menu and it's just like the simple one. It's like okay, so you're saying that I'm stupid if I use the complicated one because it's garbage and doesn't make sense. I'm going to be straight up by looking at the UI of that game. I felt stupid. The um, UI is fucking appalling because it's it, it like. There's like five different upgrade UIs for spells, and yeah. I was just like, I do not know what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like for a spell flinger, it's it's generic, but you know, you might have some fun with it. But also, they have like the different enemy types have just like aerial text next to it telling you what they are. It looks dev kit esque. Yeah, it, look, it looks. Yeah, it looks like it's just like something that they haven't taken out of. It's yeah, like because you, you were saying it's like if they took like oh this is a fast attack guy and it's just it's just a skeleton with like fast attack above it and, it, and you were like well why don't they just have a symbol? Yeah, because that would, would fit way more with, within the, the aesthetic of the game and it it wouldn't it broke my immersion because it'll yeah it'll be like oh there's a boss and so it'll say above its above above the character just floating above it boss, boss. and it's like. I understand if you want to put like a little symbol, like say a red skull above it. That, that's that's a really good indicator. to demonstrate that it's a it, it's a dangerous enemy. It's a special enemy uh, amongst the other like enemies that are around. Like there'll be oh this is a lieutenant. Okay, well it could have a white skull then because it's a boss, but it's not the bigger it's, it's, boss. It's, it's like know? a mini boss. Uh, like they could do stuff like that, and it was just really weird to just see it just written in plain text because it was boss. it was like you sit there and you go, is aren't you just making more localization work for yourself there by yeah. having to write it out like rather than yeah. use generic symbols? Like because if a lot of them you'd, I mean, I guess you would have to put a key somewhere, so it does still require yeah. the same amount of localization has to happen. I suppose. Yeah, but at the same time, then but it's, it's just messy kind on of the like, screen. and it just it looks ugly. It looks messy. Um, it look it looks like a placeholder. Yeah, and yeah, it's just like, like little bits like that. I know it's like kind of nitpicky, but like no, it, it does kind of like take you out of it and it is a bit weird. But I mean, honestly, I found it just incredibly generic, and like it's like yeah, it's fine. It works fine. It plays a bit stodgy, but I mean, the video game exists. The video game exists. Yeah, uh, played another game that I actually really like, mm-hmm. uh, A Way Out. I played that oh, with Longfang. Yeah. You can play two players because it's basically you and another prisoner break out of jail during like the 60s, 70s. I think it's around 70s kind of time. And so like, I'm playing as a guy called Leo and Longfang is playing as, oh shit, what's his name? Vincent. And you basically break out of jail and you've got to kill a guy who betrayed both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like, okay, that's cool. Like, and initially it sounds really kind of boring. And like the, the initial, st- like the, the first like half hour of it is just kind of like walk to place, press a listen to shit. And it's like, uh. but then it gets, then it gets into it and it really smacks of like the deadly premonition kind of levels of camp. So like, let me. I hope uh, not like the second one. No, Jesus. No. Um. So. Um. Spoiler alert: You break out of prison because it happens quite early on. Do you know that in the movie, in the movie, in the uh, TV series Prison Break, they break out of prison? No. Oh. Really? Yeah. It's fucking spoiled. Thanks. Yeah. I was going to watch that anyway. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I I absolutely fucking was not. Um. I think Peter Stormare is in it. Oh my god, I watched a movie the other day that I'd already seen, Mercury Rising, and Peter Stormare was in it, and oh my god, that man when he was younger. <sighs> oh my goodness, Peter Stormare. I've not seen a young Peter Stormare. Oh, he is fucking hot. Okay. Look, I actually will stop the podcast. No, no, please. We're, all, we're, we're already on a tangent. Let's let's not do this. Okay, please. well, I, I can talk while looking at 
Peter Stormare when he was younger. So like, um, so like, I get you. I yeah, get you. he's a very attractive man. Um, but yeah, you get like you get out and you come across a farmhouse with with a bunch of old people, and it has this kind of system in it where Leo, the guy I'm playing as, who is a fuckwit will suggest, like, oh, there's some people, there's some old people in that farmhouse that are literally having tea with a fucking loaded shotgun. Literally a shotgun on the on the table, and the woman's having tea and watching news. And it's like, American dream, I guess. <laughs> and, like, he's like, we tie them up, and, like, put them in, like, the cellar or something, and then we can have free run of the place. And then Vincent, who is a normal person, is like, no, let's let the horses out so that they're out, like, long enough to, like, you know... So we can get a change of clothes and stuff. And so we obviously went with Vincent's because, Jesus Christ, Leo, what is your fucking malfunction? <laughs> um, so we go out, let the GGs out. Um, and then we go into the house after the old couple's left. Now, at this point, it, it is like we are on the run from people who will just kill us on sight. Because, like, like both of like the characters you play as have some serious fucking charges behind them. Mm. So, you know, Vincent's got like, you know, he's got murder on his rap sheet and fucking like, like, armed, like, you know, like Leo's got armed robbery, all this kind of like, like assault. Like they are. Are they actually guilty of the crimes or? Yeah. Is it, is it sympathetic that they're guilty? Eh, not, not when it comes to Leo, really. I mean, like, um, Vincent used to work in a bank and he was, like, involved in embezzlement and stuff. And So they're, they're kind of still not great characters, but they're not as bad. I mean, I haven't got Well, they're not great far. people. They're not great okay. people, but, you know, that's fine. So, you know, you are, like, basically kill on sight if, some, if like, you know, they spot you because you've escaped a fucking prison. You've, you know... So, yeah, you're fucked. Um, so they go into this farmhouse and... Literally, Longfang and I like I went. I washed their dishes. <laughs> I washed because the, they got dishes in the fucking sink, and I'm like, well, might as well. And I washed their dishes for them. Longfang tried on all of their hats, <laughs> including like there's a little old lady bonnet, and he's like, hmm, not sure if it suits me actually. <laughs> and then like I lit a fire. I helped them finish cooking breakfast. <laughs> Like, we were going around, like, just, like, okay. So we found a secret wall with, like, a, Z- a Zelda reference. So, you know, when you get a thing out, it's like, you found the thing. And, like, like my character just holds up a sword. It's like, yeah, oh, what a piece of junk. And then just carries on. Like, Good. we get changes of these rad fucking clothes they have. Apparently, the, like, the grandpa's just got really good taste in clothes, for, for Leo, at least. And then, you know, like, he's going around, like... Like you can play darts. Like Longfang and I played horseshoes for like ten minutes, and it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is so silly. I love it. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Just like literally going, ah, oh, it's fine. And I was, I was kind of like, while we were playing horseshoes, I was like, they're not gonna just like, they're not on a timer where they just come back after a while. And like someone in chat was like, no, 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 that literally until you do like a couple of things and they won't come back. I'm like, good, because that would be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here wearing this guy's clothes, playing horseshoes in his backyard. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> I assume you're going to be carrying on playing Abs- that. Absolutely. It's so um, fun. So on, uh, I mean, I guess this won't go out before you do the next one. But if you want to see the VODs um, of, of this being played, then they'll be on um, our Twitch channel. Which mm-hmm. is at Snapweb. But there's also um there is an unofficial stream archive on uh, YouTube now. 
Yeah, so Big Titty Golf Girl has uh, very kindly made a uh, an unofficial backup of our streams, uh, which is very nice of her, and she is lovely. Yes, uh, including the Mind Out stream, our 24-hour charity one, so that's all up there now. Well, it's 25 um, hours, remember? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, that, uh, so that's all up there, so if you want to watch those, um, then yeah, there is a full, uh, an archive of... I think it's the last few months as well as the Mind Out stuff yeah. is all up on that thing. Just search for unofficial Sniper Web live streams. Yeah. yeah. Um, or Sniper Web live streams. I don't actually know. Uh, what... Yeah, we should we should like feature it and like post it. I should, I should I should I should yeah I should do yeah, that thing. We should probably yeah. do that and mm. be professionals about things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So far, I'm really enjoying that. Playing with um, with Long Fang is like. It's great. It makes it makes games better having a friend to play it with. So. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, also, the last thing I want to talk about is I watched a horror movie, shock horror. If ever, if everyone's <laughs> surprised. I watched Us by Jordan Peele. Ah, yes. Fucking hell, that is a good movie. Huh. Okay, so I, I don't mean, know not, if anyone... not the most surprising, but <laughs> yeah, right. But like, no, because I watched Get Out, and that's like a really good horror movie. I don't ever want to watch again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some yeah, some yeah. movies that you're like, that was great, never going to watch it again. Uh, that's a bit heavy. Uh, this one was pretty intense, but, like, it was, oh, my Christ, it was amazingly acted. Like, hmm. Jesus. Like, um, if anyone doesn't know, it's um, basically a lady's family um, get hassled by weird, like, versions of them. That just come and just rough them up and fuck about. Uh, that's, that's as much as I can say without spoiling it. But I'm like, oh. There's, there's some violence in it. Yeah, it's obviously, it's, it's violent. But there's also some really fucking funny parts. Like, that are just fantastic. <laughs> so I showed you one. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing that I don't. I, I think it's probably best not to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it because it's good fucking joke. hilarious. There's <laughs> another one later in the car that's really funny as well. But yeah, and also it's like it's like one of those movies that is so multi-layered and it doesn't explain anything. It doesn't need to, so it keeps you thinking and going. Okay, what the fuck is this then? How could th-? you know? Like, I love movies that don't explain a lot of things and leave you to sit there and just go okay and try and piece things together. Mm. But you know, you've watched a good movie. Or an intense one, at least. When after it's finished, you just kind of sit there and just think about it, like okay, and mm. just kind of unpack everything. You need a moment to decompress. Yeah, yeah. That no, it was it was really good. Like I really like that movie. Uh, it is, oh, it is really fucking fantastic. And like just the little nods, like 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 even thinking about it now there's certain things that at the time i didn't notice but there's a very nice hint of like a nod to something and i'm like okay that's rad mm. um so yeah I, I honestly that movie is fantastic <laughs> cannot recommend it enough but yeah i don't, I don't want to spoil anything so I, I can't really say anything yeah, there's, there's <laughs> some movies that that's just what you got to do you just gotta yeah, say it's good and then it's move good. on um Honestly, on the horror front, it is incredibly tense. I would say it's more of a thriller than a horror movie, although, like, the differentiation is... It's tricky. Uh, yeah, honestly. But some people would say, oh, Silence of the Lambs is not a horror movie, it's a thriller. Yeah. So, so, so I'd say it's kind of... It's a violent thriller, and it is it gets very tense in parts. It is It is a big spoopy movie, and it's just great. 
And also, like, this happens in the first like couple of seconds. There's just bunnies in it, and I like bunnies. Hmm. Does anything yeah. bad happen to the bunnies? No. Oh, good. No, no, the bunnies are fine. If any, they're it, just kind of like they're just there. They're not going to. If a small animal shows up in like a horror movie, then yeah, I, I assume yeah. bad things are happening. That's what to I that would, thing. I was like, I like. It's like any time there's a dog in a video game. Anytime there is dog in game, you know, or like any time like there's a relationship in a movie where people are actually like they like each other. Fucked, completely yeah. ruined. But yeah, so like. No, it was good. The writing's f- fucking solid. Looks gorgeous. It's just so eerie. <laughs> so yeah, can't recommend that enough. And that's basically all I've been doing. Wibble it. Just a little bit. What have you been up to, dear? A few bits and pieces. I Apart from have... painting all those gobos? I mean, I've painted some gobos. Uh, I've painted things related to them. I was going to talk about that in a second, actually. Um... Oh. So, obviously, uh, I spent... Uh, I've not got too much done because we recently put out a new Codex Compliant and the editing on that took a huge amount of time. Actually, just honestly, the last video took a weirdly long amount of time to put together. Very stressful time. I'd, I'd almost, you know, if I didn't know better, I'd maybe say it had something to do with the fact that we're in a period of history that is incredibly stressful to merely exist in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean... I mean, you know. if you wanted to be accurate about it, I guess you could say that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I've been doing doing a fair bit of painting. I actually want to mention, because... Um, th- so, um, 40k 9th edition is imminent at this point, and... Slash, um, you can already play it. Yeah, so you can already play about, it. But it's not. Yeah, I've played a little bit of it. Um, like, I played a little game against myself, just to kind of see how it, like, works, and it's... Yeah, it, it seems fine. Um... But uh, the points for the game are radically changing. Like, there's, like, points increases across the board. Because I I was talking to Snipe about this Mm, earlier. Like, if we were in a world where humans were, like, rational actors, (laughs) (laughs) um, then uh, what they'd do is they'd say, okay, we want... The games have got too big, so we're going to make the standard size of games be... 1,500 points or 1,750 points rather than 2,000 points. Seven millimeter models are just too large. Let's make them three and a half. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Just to <laughs> I, I lower, well. lower the point size of the games themselves. And it's like, okay, cool. That's that, that would be the sensible way of doing it. But because humans are ridiculous, you know that if you said that, then everyone would still play at 2,000 points. Hmm. But that's um, okay. And just do it anyway. Because then you could go, yeah, well, sorry, but the recommended is 1,500, so it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, but what they've done instead is they are increasing the points of everything. Pretty much everything. There's a few exceptions, but basically everything is going up in points, like, price. Um, the thing is, some things have been more badly affected by this than others. Um, most things are going up by between, like, 10 to, at most, like, 20%. At most. Uh, so something, you know, some things end up being the exact same price, like, um, with the way things, prices have been shuffled around, like, regular Harlequins, like, turn out to be about the same price. Yeah. Like, I think a certain build of them is an identical price. Um, whereas most things have gone up a little bit, like, little units have often gone up by, like, a point, things like that. Um, however, grots, which have been three points since 1998, <laughs> have gone up to five points. So they've gone up by, like, a third. 
It's almost like someone at GW hates you specifically. Well, not, not a third. They've got not, not quite a third. 33%? They've, they, yeah, well, they, they've gone up by a huge chunk. And, yeah. That means that, for reference, a full squad of Grotz, which is 30, used to cost 90 points, whereas now they will cost 150. Mm, that is, this is, this yeah. is violence. That is, and if, say, uh, hypothetically, you are making a rebel Grot army that makes use of the all grot like clan that you added to the game like four fucking months ago. Um yeah it, I guess that would it, really suck. It feels like an elaborate trick. I mean it's fine, like within the balance of the game everything's going up a bit, so that it's not like they're actually be like that I think that is probably because they're not getting any better. I think that is overcosting them, but it's not by as much because everything would be going up by like a point anyway. So, you know, mm. it's not as bad. But also, it's yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, it's not good, but... but it will make getting to like a full sized army with my grots a little bit easier because I'm already at like one thousand two hundred points. So who knows with all the things going up in price, I might actually you might have an apocalypse force. <laughs> I might I might be at like one thousand five hundred points or something. I might actually be not far off that. Um, yeah. So that that actually it, it, so it swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. Um, armies becoming cheaper is technically a good thing. Um, like, because they'll cost less money to put together, I guess, which is good. Yeah. Um, but um, I'm I'm not a hundred percent convinced as to how all this is going to manifest in the actual game itself, because radically changing the points of nearly everything in the game feels like Ninth is going to spend a lot of time slowly tweaking the points. Mm. Um, because yeah. Weirdly, though, they've also increased the points of some things that were already wildly overcosted, like Stompers, which cost way too much as is. And I think they've got... cost more. I think they've gone up in points slightly. And it's like, no one uses Stompers because they're, like, terrible. Like, they cost, like... They cost too much. They cost literally hundreds of points too much. Yep. (laughs) Like, it's bizarre. Um... But I did, uh, I did get hold of some um, squig hoppers. Yeah, they're super cute. I uh, love what you've done with them from Age of Sigma. Gorgeous. And I, I'm thank you. And I'm making them into commandos, uh, so that's fun. Uh, basically, like squig outriders is sort of my my sort of thing. Because can I just say, I absolutely adore that you picked purple for squigs for sne- for, for your like sneaky squigs, seeing as purple is like. Orcs think that's a sneaky color. Yeah, <laughs> that is so like fuck you for being so goddamn clever. I mean, that wasn't actually like it was. It was a, a useful coincidence because no, I... no, no. You, you have to. You're on the internet. You never say it's completely <laughs> deliberate, and anyone who doesn't get it is a fake fan and kicks them true. out of the fandom. That's true. Because uh, I made uh, I've made runt herds, um, and they have purple squigs. It was just some weight worked in my color scheme. Um, so when I made putting more squigs in, I made you know I was going to make them purple anyway, and then it was like, oh wait, if I'm running them as commandos, then that means they're sneaky squigs because yeah, and it's like okay, that's a fun a fun thing. I did actually finish off my looters as well, um, which I don't know if people uh, listening to the podcast know this, but I uh, I'm making I made a looters squad that is basically a stack of outrageous guns mounted on old epic land raiders. Yep. Uh, to make little gun drones, basically. They are nuts. Uh, because, of course, running a Grot Rebellion, so anything that I would want to have in my army that would normally be an orc, I kind of need to convert them up. Um, and so, yeah, I actually finished painting that squad. Um, and I'm very slow at painting, 
like whole units. So the fact that I painted a squad which has nine members in it and I've got them all painted, I'm quite proud of myself for that. No, good. So that's quite fun. Um, but yeah, I've been do- doing a bunch of painting and stuff. Um, Jay, I put up my latest painting log and stuff and people seem to be really enjoying that. So that's good. Uh, I have played a couple of video games. I <gasps> finished off Subnautica because uh, whilst being nice. a survival game, it does have a narrative with mm. an end point. See, but with the long dark, you either go into survival mode, which never ends, or you go into the story mode, which obviously has a finite. Yeah, that's the same as yeah. um, this. Um, and yeah, so I, uh, I've done the whole thing and I don't want to spoil anything because it is actually kind of cool how it all plays out. It's it's a really neat game. Um, I've obviously mentioned it a couple of times before, but yeah, uh, Subnautica is great. Wholly recommend it. Uh, there is a new one, a sort of pseudo DLC thing. I think it is a standalone thing, but it's like Subnautica the same. Subnautica two, isn't it? No, it's um, Below Zero. It's called. Okay, okay, because I yeah, I've I've heard that maybe it's not actually very stable. Or good. No, it's in early access, and apparently it's a bit of a shit it's show. It's very right now. early access, and also uh, because parts of the development were supposed to be happening, but obviously due to the global pandemic, it's mm-hmm. fucked it over. So there's bits I missing. Mean, that's because completely of it. fine. It's it's unfortunate, yeah. but like I totally. In fact, if they if they work if they kept them working like hard and stuff, I'd actually think significantly less there's, of the company. Yeah, there's certain things you can do at home as uh, like devs, and certain things you can't. Mm. So you know, um, but yeah, I'll be picking it up at some point, but I'll wait until it sounds it's a bit more stable because I've heard a lot of like there's a lot of technical issues with it. Uh, plus, I did just play like 40 hours of Subnautica, so I'll <laughs> give myself yeah. a break. Yeah. Um, it was actually a really cool thing because there's like time capsules in the game and I love those. when you get to the end of the game um, you have the option to yeah submit a time capsule which go off to like a like they get voted on apparently because um, you, you got a really good one I got a really nice on. one where it was like someone uh, took a picture of like a cute fish and um, and gave me and gave me some special oh, so like, you leave them and then other players get them yes that's cool which is lovely. Like um, yeah. But you got like a really nice note. Was like, hey, um, I hope you're surviving okay out there. This really helped me. Yeah. Good luck on your journey. So it was just like, oh. yeah, I really like. It. So I like. <laughs> so I took the time to like try and make a nice package for someone. Like, uh, basically, I think because because you're given quite a lot of freedom because you can write the note and take a picture. I think There's they some severe they do actually they do moderate it before it gets put into things. So maybe mine won't end up getting put into it. But I hope someone does. Cause I, I tried to leave a nice message. Um, what did you say? I can't remember. <laughs> nice boobs. LOL. <laughs> nice ass. <laughs> nice ass, Samson. Um, also, I found out, because I, I have a 100% achievement to the game as well. Wow. Achievement to uh, did. Yes, that means they legally have to hire you for the next one. I believe so. <laughs> um, because, and which did involve hatch, because I, I didn't get into it like right until I beat them. I, I completed the main narrative, but hadn't done the last thing that means you beat the game. Um... But you ha- obviously you still have the freedom. So I did the last thing I had mi- I missed out, which is making uh, a little habitat for you to hatch eggs in. And there, is- and you get an achieve one of the achievements you get for hatching a cuddlefish. A cuddlefish. Oh, it is a, a cute little. The it's a cute little squid fish thing. I want to cuddle it. It's very adorable. Um, but yeah, Subnautica's great. Um, definitely recommend it. Uh, I've also started playing 
uh, Neverwinter Nights. You see, <laughs> I bought that for me to play because I was like, yeah, I've always done I booted up, I made a character, and then I just haven't played it since. And you, you've actually been like, actually, no, I'm going to play it. Fuck you. Well, the thing <laughs> is, because I, I remember playing uh, Baldur's Gate uh, back you in the day. I, I'm looking forward to the new one because it's made by the same people who made Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, right. So I am actually very mm, interested. Because I could never get into Baldur's Gate. There was just something about it. I just couldn't get into it. But I do remember playing Neverwinter winter nights and enjoying it like i didn't get far in it because i was also um a thick child i think i was a very thick <laughs> I, kid. I can't remember i couldn't figure out in the first time i ever played middle gear solid i was about nine years old and i couldn't figure out how to crouch in the first area so i just put it down and didn't play it again till i was like 13 <laughs> fair fair <laughs> um but I, I remember enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I didn't get too far in it, so I thought I'd give it another shot. And yeah, I've I've sort of I've made Johnny uh, my my D and D dwarf. Um, has, he, has he has he attacked his fucking friends yet? Uh, she not stated yet. Not yet. bitterly. Um, <laughs> but I thought I thought I'd make him just for simplicity. Uh, and yeah, uh, I've I, I so I went through the whole prologue thing where it gives you the tutorials and you get through the. Because it's the enhanced edition, so it like you know runs on modern machines at like a sensible resolution and yeah. stuff. Um, it looks like absolute hot garbage. Oh, it really um, does. Looks like, the orc women faces are hideous. Have you seen the goblins yet? No. Oh, the goblins look like they've been caught in a in like a revolving door. Mm. Like, <laughs> see, I was gonna have Hela, my my half elf paladin, but then I was like, no, I'll have Jacka, my shaman, my my orc shaman, but you can only have it half orcs because it's old D anD. d yeah, I imagine, I, I seem to remember, because I had a mate who used to play it back in the day and play online, and there was loads of mods for it to have other factions and things and other mm. races, because he used to play a drow. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. He used to play, I, it's one of those things where you go, where at the time I was like, ah, that's kind of funny, but he used to play a racist drow who was racist against dwarves, and I was like, and then like, oh. I thought about it the other day, and I was like, actually all he was doing was going around and insulting people. That was actually really shitty. Yeah. Hmm. But, um... But yeah, I, I have been enjoying it. I got through like the whole tutorial segment where it like leads you through and, and poorly explains how the game works uh, because it's a <laughs> tutorial from like decades ago. Yeah. Um, but I've gone through and done like the first big quest, which I know you're about to like mm-hmm. play it. But do you mind if I give some spoilers? No, about that's that it's quest? the first quest. I don't mind. Um, so you ha- you have to go and acquire these creatures that have been like l- become loose and you have to catch them all. You have to catch them all. It's Pokemon, except these creatures will murder people and do weird shit. <laughs> um, so you're chasing these these like creatures. Um, and you have to go, and you, so you you get directed to um, a certain area where there's a prison. And when you uh, when when you like are heading towards that, someone comes in to basically tell you like tons of prisoners have escaped and they're causing mayhem around there. And like the head jailer is is like responsible for letting them out. And people are like, what the fuck is going on here? And so you go into the area. Uh, and you're fighting all these guys wearing rags, um, and you don't think about uh, the implications of what you're doing mm-hmm. um, because you get an XP and money, and you need that money because you need to hire a mercenary uh, so that you're not just one Burke on their own. Um, <laughs> get a bard; they can pick locks. Uh, yes, I got I got the bard, and it turned out that was a good choice because they just picked all the locks for me that I couldn't pick because I'm a fucking barbarian. <laughs> um, 
Are you, so are you suggesting that Johnny is having an issue with opening doors? Oh my god, I didn't even <laughs> think of that! Yep. 100%. 100%. Ah! Um, Life so, so yeah, I went and gathered enough money, went and got that, and then I went into the, went into the jail... Um, and you know, like the 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 gameplay is very very hands off. Like your characters will do their attacks, and um, you know, I can I can like taunt and rage, and that's about it. Basically, it's exactly Basically me. It's exactly the same as playing a barbarian in D anD D. Funnily <laughs> enough, wow, um, who knew that Neverwinter Nights had anything to do with like D anD D? That's actually blown my mind. Almost as if you look in the bottom corner and you can see it literally doing dice rolls. Yeah, uh, almost, but I mean, probably not though. I mean, I haven't <laughs> checked, but I doubt it. I mean, Neverwinter. That's nothing to do with Dungeons and Dragons, right? No, uh, I mean, fine. no, because it's Neverwinter, not Dungeons and uh. Dragons. Uh, um, but yeah uh it's really interesting to to play it like having now played a lot of D, like it's interesting to come back to it because the whole game makes more sense to me now <laughs> like how everything works i know it's obviously you know these things are like based on older editions than what i'm used to but it's still got a lot in common though. but yeah the same like basic core mechanics i'm like okay so this ability that does that this 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 is this you know is good at this this is what they're what they can do um what's interesting is like because you you can effectively like soft program your um like companions where you talk to them about their behavior um <laughs> okay so so you mum them uh so you can say okay you prioritize melee attacks or ranged attacks i need you to like there's one where where you basically can t- can tell them like okay i need you to not unlock all the things that i can't unlock because uh, i think the idea is so that you can do it and, so you like, can level up your lockpicking skills. or something like that so so you can do it yourself um so you can tell them to not do it because what happens is i basically walk up to a door and go and try and open it, and then look at them forlornly, and then they go, "All right," and then come over Pull and lock, lock it lock for me. Yeah. I just love the idea of your like of Johnny being like, basically, yeah, and giving them the puppy dog eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you go, you go into the jail, you you murder a ton of people who I'm sure were all locked up for legitimate reasons. Yeah, they were all bad. They were they were all bad. Um, let's not think about yeah, it. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no human has ever been locked in a prison for reasons that were frivolous. Nope, never. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> the world is a nightmare. Um, and uh, there's like a half orc you encounter who's like the head bodyguard of the he- of the jailer. Uh, and you you have a fight against him, and he he's pretty tough. Um, he's a half he's a half orc. He's gonna be fucking. tough. He's wielding a double axe. Oh, that's the guy you showed me. Where it's no, like... no, it's not him. No. Oh, okay. uh, I encounter I encounter Steve Bloom. Um, double axe. And he was he was a half orc wielding a double axe, uh, which is an incredibly stupid weapon. Fucking incredibly stupid. Um, but yeah, I encountered another one, and then the, he's like, "Ah, you fought well. Uh, I'm not basically gonna die for die for this this, this weirdo." Um, yeah, the head jailer, the reason why he's let everyone out is that there's something controlling his mind. Beholder. Uh, no, it was a, <laughs> oh, what do they call, what was it called? I've already forgot the name. Mind flayer. It's not a mind flayer. It was, it was like a, a weird little skittery animal thing. Oh, fuck. Fuck, I forgot his Davey name. Davy Crockett, what no. is it? <laughs> what? What? David Crockett. Yeah, he wore like a raccoon tail hat, and for some reason, when I thought of like brain controlling, skittering, like 
animal, I thought Davy Crockett because he wears a raccoon hat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, this this thing it, it is called a mind something. It's like a mind bullets. Fucking hell! It's comp- I cannot remember it, but whatever. And so you a go into buggy. you go into the fight, and you the jailer's there, and you murder him pretty quickly because he's just a dude. <laughs> and then this thing like bursts out of him, and then and then goes over to the other people in the room and just keeps taking them over. Oh, what a dick! Um, you can try and convince them to like get out of there. Um. Because they've kind of been zombified by it, mm. um, but it's not like guaranteed to work or anything. I think you have to have like high like charisma, and yeah. I I don't. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're a barbarian. You should start with minus four charisma. <laughs> um, and yeah, it took me a few attempts attempts to beat Curse, um, not because I couldn't beat it per se, but my companion kept getting murdered because I forgot to tell them to just hang back, <laughs> <laughs> and like my taunt was just not really taunting very well so I was just like oh, okay um but yeah and it's like okay cool so I've like done this like first first little quest and it like took me a couple of hours to like go through the, the intro tutorial and do that and it's like yeah I'm, I'm enjoying this it's like really janky and old but I too am janky and old so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> same I mean it is that thing you know where uh when you I, I think there's something like your capacity to deal with old jank in games is like locked to a certain period in time i mm. think like it's whenever you first like really got into video games like what? you so when i was 4 i mean i don't know i, I, there's probably I think like... i am i am like video gaming york and uh, should not be counted you are an outlier in, in a lot of cases and of course the stuff you played it was like fucking early pc games which I don't, I don't mean to be mean to, like, early PC players, but, like, most early PC games were fucking shit. Oh, yeah, apart from text <laughs> adventures, they were fucking sound. I love those. <laughs> um, just because, like... Help, oh, me, help me with my reading and writing so much. Because in, in, like, early PC time, like... It was, um, oh, the blue square is fighting the green square, and you you lose because fuck you. And that, like, just compared to, like, consoles of the time, they were very primitive. They were. Um, Of course, then they caught up and then have basically just been amazing (laughs) ever since. Um, And just sailed past consoles. Um, But, um, so, like, to me, the jankiness of Neverwinter is something I can totally deal with Mm. because... It's like, well, it plays better than a PS1 game, so, like, I'm fine. (laughs) because I think that's like when I got really into like because I played video games loads before that, but that's like when I I started really getting into stuff, and mm. so that's sort of like my sort of jumping on point, jumping on point of like that's the amount of nonsense I can deal with. So like I, I I've gone back and played games from like before my time, obviously like and there's some that I really really like, but like Commander Keen, you love that game. I fucking hate Commander Keen. You love Commander I Keen. Fucking hate Commander <laughs> it's your favorite game. I actually have an irrational hatred of Commander Keen. I know. Um... <laughs> Like, is, is it Keen Dreams that you hate the most? What's the, what's the one where everything has a grey background? That's like the first one. Yeah, it's like the first one. Yeah, I really hate that game. Really? I hate it. Okay. Every, it makes it's me... It's slippy. It makes... It's unfair. Every part about it it's makes ugly. me angry. Um, Even the part that I like. Even what the about the pogo like? stick? That's the worst controlled like, thing ever. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. If I you really... have nostalgia for Commander King, God bless you, but fuck do I hate it. Yeah, and yeah, I admit I'm enjoying it as a kid. But I yeah. I admit my uh, my hatred of it is entirely irrational. I mean, honestly, like that game, because I was very little when I played mm. that. Um and there's like the green 
bitey alien where it's like a green oval with big teeth and like red eyes on stalks. Oh, and it things, would yeah. rush you. That scared the fucking hell out of me. <laughs> and also, like, there's like kangaroos in jumpsuits. My brother used to have nightmares about those chasing him because they were so frightening. <laughs> oh, bless it. I, thought, I used to be scared of pinky demons. And like talking to people at school about it, they didn't. No one knew what the fuck. What's uh, what's doom? I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> You see, it's weird because I know some people have like different experiences with the, with like how much like when they were at school, other people like would talk to them about video games. But like what... everyone had a PlayStation. Yeah, when I was at school, well, no, no, like everyone had like an N sixty four. I like myself and like one other kid had a PlayStation. Yeah, it was and like... only one kid I knew in school knew uh, what what PC gaming was. What 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 Doom yeah. even was? Because it was just thing like when I was at school, like just everyone played video games, like. Hell, I remember, like, being, like, like a super young kid and just, you know, like, the whole concept, you know, because some people like to pretend that um, video games are, like, a male activity. Um, that was the 80s fault. Uh, yeah, apparently it's got a lot to do with how uh, Nintendo marketed stuff. Like, yeah, because as... they, they realised, like, oh, more boys are playing, so let's just aggressively market this as something that men, uh, like, boys would like and, and it, ignore. Yeah. But it's like, no? Like, I've, heard, I've heard that stated as the theory as to where that started, is, yeah. it, is, yeah. it, is that they, they decided that that was what it was, and so then they started marketing, and so then that became the perception, uh, and it, you know, it, it made it into a more male-dominated thing. I was thing. accused but... for years of being a slut because, uh, and protecting Pretending I only like video games so I could go hang out with boys, where it's like, no, I just like video games. And my uh, my my games dev college course was fundamentally ruined, and I got lower marks and uh, all sorts of disciplinaries against me because uh, one like the head of the course didn't like me for that exact reason. He thought I was just there so I could be the token girl like TM. Yeah. And he would literally pretend that I had plagiarized my papers and stuff just so he could punish me. So, yeah, um, I'm glad that's not really a thing anymore. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a fucking Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, as, as, a, as a just a brief aside... Um, as a general rule, if people say they like something, um, even if they are being a toxic element to a fandom or whatever, there's basically no utility in denying their love of something, like pretending it's not sincere. Like, I mean, they they obviously like it, but they're just being a piece of shit about it. So yeah, so like, you know, when, some, when someone says they like a thing, just assume that they like it. It's weird to just... To, for you to assume that you know their likes better than you do. Also, I have, like, here's my biggest pet peeve. Oh, like, I, I occasionally we'll get, like, a couple of people say in chat or whatever when we're streaming and be like, oh, um, I don't really know anything about 40k, but I like the way, like, these models look. I don't feel like a real fan. Yes, you are. If oh, you yeah, like yeah. something, you're a fan. There's no such thing as real fans and fake fans. No, it's, it's like, exclusionary bullshit, and we're not here for it. It's it's all like it's straight Gates up. open. Come on in. Just just if you like a thing, you like a thing. You like a thing. Um, trying to measure who's the biggest fan is realistically just saying who's the biggest consumer. And quite frankly, I don't want to identify people by the things they consume. It's weird. Um, but anyway, <laughs> reward. <laughs> um, yeah, so Neverwinter Nights, it is a video game. 
Um, that Thank I- you for that perfectly subjective review. <laughs> yes, it, it, I, I am. I am enjoying it. Um, but yeah, it's a bit. It can, I imagine for a lot of people, it would be super hard to go back to. I can imagine it would be. Yeah. Um, you know what? I honestly would not be able to go back to mm. Ultima. Like you know, when it starts oh. getting three D, and you've actually got to, you physically put things in like a square that is your bag. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's literally just the sprites are in there, so you literally have the same problem of just putting a bunch of junk in a bag in real life. You're like, where the fuck is... Is that, like, Ultimate Where the fuck is that? Eight? Mo- I think so, yeah. Pagan? No, it's before that. Oh, shit, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I always think of that one, because that's the one where we're in all isometric. Yeah, yeah, no. But, yeah, no, God, oof, that was oof, rough. Not good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I'll probably like mention it in future podcasts, um, like mm. if, I'm, if I'm getting on more with it, just to kind of uh, chip in. I, uh, I I heard someone say that like um, you know you really want to get into like all the um, expansions and, and stuff because the it, it gets better. Um, I'd say like that... and I would like to try some of the custom content as well mm, because uh, people have like made faces for the characters <gasps> uh, that aren't. Hideous. Yeah. Um, and I hope someone somewhere has made the ability for you to make a goblin character so I can make normal. Hi, I'm normal. I did make a model. I've got. I've actually now painted him up. I now have my physical model of normal too. <laughs> uh, so if, if I ever play him in a campaign, uh, then I can have a physical model of him uh, by combining a couple of grot models. So I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Um, he now sits in one of my grot mobs, um, hidden hidden inside it in my forty k uh, army. So that's fun. I love him. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I have really done because yeah, um, videos and stuff has taken up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess that will mean that we move on to the questions, and we have a small announcement as regards the questions. Yes, I finally set up a sensible email address. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what is the email address that people should now send things okay, to? Okay, this is all one word. TheDrummerMatt at gmail.com I mean, How is anyone supposed to remember that? I know, right? It's impossible. I'm it's sorry. It's nowhere near as easy to remember as only drummermatt at sniperwith at gmail.com. Like, that I just know, rolls off the tongue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. If you want to write in about how shit I am, please feel free. Email at TheDrummerMatt at gmail.com yeah. the, the old, old email one. still works. I'll check but them both. But. It'll probably be checked significantly less as time goes on. So, yeah, we'll be putting it in like the YouTube you, description so you can just you, copy and paste it. Are you suggesting that I check the email more than once every half an hour before the podcast gets recorded? No. <laughs> but I'm saying that somehow the other one will be checked even less than that. It will be slowly retired, is probably yeah, the best way yeah. of putting it. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, what questions do we have there? Okie dokie, we have some questions. Oh, good. First up, Barbu Comedy. Hello. We love hearing about your D&D exploits. I was wondering, have you thought of recording these games, or other games, such Warhammer stuff? I think we've had this question a few times, but mm. I, I, I would love to. Yeah, it would be awesome, but logistically it's a bit of a nightmare, especially at the moment, where <laughs> yeah. um, like half of our D&D group have kids and no access to childcare mm. because of there's a pandemic and... I guess oh, we were allowed to be in the same room, but I don't think we're technically allowed to perform in the same room. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to do work in this. It's it's weird. It's weird. But no, well, definitely, like in like the future, in maybe a year or two, that would be awesome to actually try and start doing. 
Yeah, we've we, it's something we've always kind of wanted wanted to do, but there there is the whole thing of the um, uh, some of some of the people in it are not like they they're not people like us that are used to. <laughs> talking on the internet all the goddamn time mm-hmm. uh so we we kind of feel bad for like springing that nonsense upon them yeah uh, inflicting the internet on them i guess <laughs> um as it comes to 40k games i mean we do do our yearly bat reps which uh, is due soon yes uh we will be basically once this podcast is edited the next task is to start making that yeah hmm. so we're um, gonna have a channel anniversary bat rep uh, do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to give a spoil a spoilers about what what the fight will be like? What it will be between? Yes. Okay. Do you it's want... between gribblies and goblins. <laughs> yes, it'll be your your tyranids, which bear in mind are big tyranids. They are big versus rebel grots. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. It, it, I have a suspicion that this is one of those games that has the potential to end in like. Because you will have, like, it's something silly like a squad of gene stealers and, like, a couple of big nids. Yeah. It will mean that if I got lucky, I could potentially kill you in turn one quite easily. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, um, yeah. But if you, but also you could do horrible things to me if you get near me. The thing is, like, Tyranids in close combat are frightening. They are, oh, they are yeah. terrifying in close combat, and that's, like... I, I just have to get to you quick. Mm. So, you know, but you'll probably take a good few off. Yeah, I actually don't... Because you shoot better than orcs anyway, so... Yeah, I actually don't know how it's going to... how it's gonna No, be. it's going to be really interesting because yeah. it's such a weird mashup. But yeah, and we'll be we're basically uh, figuring out the drinking rules. Uh, you can play at home if, if you don't value your liver. Uh, yeah, we'll have to do something different considering that I will have, uh, like, bare minimum about 40 units on yeah, the table. Yeah, so you so don't want to you don't want to drink models. 40 units at once. Yes, I will die. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. We will we will figure it out, but yeah, basically like it'll be a similar kind of like thing of like you lose this much or whatever then you take a big drink or whatever. Yeah, we'll it will, we will figure it out and we'll mention it in the video, but yeah, that's coming up like before the end of the month, so yeah, so nice. so yes. What's uh, the space? Uh, the big problem, of course, is um, for proper full size ones. Is just that we don't have anywhere. We don't have the room. Um, there's no places local that have like full size boards anymore that you can just go in and play on. Mm. Uh, that aren't uh, our local games workshop or Warhammer World. Which neither you of aren't which allowed to film in. Neither of which will let us film in. So so um, yeah, yeah. It's a tricky one, but yeah, yeah. No, good question. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Titan Uranus. <laughs> nice. Which Xeno from 40k would be the worst replacement for the alien in the film Alien? A grot. <laughs> or, I mean, I guess if you're... I, I was going to go with Cadian. Well, Cadian's a human. They're aliens, though. I mean, They're aliens the... to holy terror. I mean, it depends how literal you want to be with the term they're, aliens. Yeah, no, they're I, extraterrestrials, but they're not aliens. Okay, yeah. Fair. If we're, and we're talking about Xeno races, so so unfortunately, squats don't count because that would be quite fun that to just have a fun. squat like just rummaging like, around the uh... <laughs> the fucking engine room. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> oh, um... like most of the Xenos from Forty K would be terrifying in real life. I mean, Tyranids literally are just. Oh, hey, I mean, what, let's make our copyright distinct xenomorphs. Yeah, but they they have significantly less like genitals 
all over them, so I actually prefer Tyranids very much. <laughs> they are they are less phallic. Uh, yes, yeah. it is true. Um, like worst is in like oh god, I, that's even more scarier than the the xenomorph or as in would oh, be this terrible. Is shit. Oh, if it, it would be terrible, then it'd be like a fucking elder. I was just like, hey, I think you're all stupid. I know, snotling would be worse. Oh, snotling. A nurgling. Because <laughs> everyone would like, go, oh, it's so cute, and then get the fucking plague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, as far as kill efficiency <laughs> it goes, it'd probably be more efficient. Than, if you're talking like the more. worst one, it's just like, oh, hey, it's actually like a fucking carnifex. It can barely fit in a room. <laughs> yeah, you just see like little like knives just poking out, and it's just like... But don't get me wrong, if you get near it, it's going to kill the shit out of you. I, I had canon that um, Tyranids trill. Yeah, I get that. Like, 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 kind of like angry knife pigeons. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you just hear this ang like anguished trilling from like the fucking med bay, <laughs> and he's just smushed on in there like, <laughs> like just hopelessly stuck. But yeah, uh... yeah, no, yeah. I'd say <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Okay. Do you want that? What about you? You didn't say anything. Um, I was trying to think of one that would be like funny, but yeah, like all of the Xenos are pretty terrifying to me in real life, I mm-hmm. imagine. Yeah. So I can't I mean, think of is... one that would be like the worst as in it'd just make the film bad because it'd be funny or something. Like I said, I think Snotling's about the other. You yeah. Know, you get into that kind yeah. of territory yeah. Yeah, and yeah, your nerglings and stuff. That's... Parrot squigs, because then it'd just be shouting swear words at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like orcish yeah, squigs. It, they wouldn't kill <gasps> no, anyone. Got it, got it. A hair squig. <gasps> hair squig. I've got a better one. Breath fashioning squig. Yeah. Get, getting rogue trader. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's just it's just a pack of like chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like, "What's that doing there?" And they're like, eh. "And then they just carry on for the next hour and a half." The scene, the you know, the scene where the uh, the xenomorph bursts out of John Hurt, except he just coughs up a single like like Wrigley's <laughs> pellet. He's yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I, remember reading that. Yeah, and just, just puts it down. There yeah, you go. and then everyone carries on yeah. as normal. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's a hair squig, he just coughs up a hairball. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> it doesn't kill you. It's just a bit unpleasant. Yeah. I imagine John Hurt, like, like he's coughing up a hairball like a cat on the table. Yeah, he's like, he's like <laughs> he starts, like, retching, and everyone stands up, and, like, it happens in slow motion. They're like, no! And then he's like, ah! And runs and hides behind the sofa. Yeah. And so you just, like, it's silent, and then you just hear retching again. It's a little like, known oh, fact that John Hurt was 80% cat. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ne- next up, Day Dallas. Hello. Couple of questions and some recommendations. Question one. What is your guy's favourite endearingly crap model? It doesn't have to be from GW, but, I mean, that's on brand. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would say it is the Chaos Squat exosuits. Oh, it's so bad. Um, <laughs> the they eggs. are Yeah, the eggs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because their sculpt quality is so bad. They have so many casting errors on them that... The, there's like bits of asymmetry on them that are ridiculous, but I just love them. They're so shit. I love them. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Because it's like, I don't really. Hmm, there's not many endearingly shit ones that I know. It's you, either you, I hate the model or I think it's cool, so. There's, there is like a. a 
I, I have a real, like, soft spot for those old things. So, yeah. like, you know, there's loads of the old beakies and stuff that, mm. like, are technically kind of crap, but I like them. So, yeah. a lot of the old Imperial Guard models, like, their faces are so cartoony, I think they have a lot of character to them. Mm. Like, on a technical level, they all look like they've got, like, they all look like they've been stung by a bee, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I think it does give them a lot of, like, character. Mm. Like Mad Morris and his complete lack of a neck. That's <laughs> always so mad. Honestly, I'm just going to go with the the exo suits as well. <laughs> yes, I had. Oh, what? I, it, this is an old fantasy model. It was the old Empire. It was like the Grand Theologian or something. I can't remember quite. It was some like war priest type person. It was like the head of the priests of Sigma or something. Mm. And he was on like a big chariot trailer thing with a giant eagle behind him pulled by horses and i don't i'm sure you can paint it up and it would look amazing but the way i painted it was the way that you paint 90s empire models which was like (laughs) all of the colors and everything was rainbowy but like not in a cool gay way yeah (laughs) so it was was like the worst of all of those like well it was i'm not even i'm sure even if you painted it the same style but with good ability which i did not (laughs) <laughs> do not have <laughs> like it's you know you know you know what everyone i think knows what style i mean like the old i don't even know what yeah. edition fantasy it would have been at the time everything was um, more primary colors but and... ev- yes and i'm sure this model if if it still existed now and you painted it mo- with modern stylings and things it could look cool but it was really really it was it was peak like whatever edition of fantasy that was <laughs> so i will say i think like um there is there is like um night like late uh, mid to late 90s fantasy I, I think that has aged way worse than like the equivalent 40k stuff yeah, totally but um, it was kind of fabulous at the same time so it's got a very definite look, and so you know, it's like I, I whilst I, I don't have like nostalgia for fantasy, there are some models that I do think like are a lot of fun, like the just the little monopose chaos um, warriors. I, I think they're you know like the ones that are just a single solid piece mm, of plastic yeah. and are holding an axe out awkwardly to the side of them. I painted one up like the other year, and it was just like, yeah, no, that's just a. F- it's like it's a really <laughs> chunky and satisfying. I'm just jumping in here, but that is a sign that you're old. You say the other the other day or the other week, the other year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like the other the other decade. Then. Oh, I know it was because I was originally going to say, oh yeah, like the other the other night, the other month or whatever, and then I was like, no, actually, wait, I painted that like two years ago. Like, Since I right. was like. Uh, but yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is quite a fun little model. Like, so th- there is something quite satisfying about painting, like, with a modern thing. Like, I did sponge weathering on this fucker. Like, I, I did it, I, like, I tried to do it, like, as... I mean, like... you like making, like, silk purses out of sow's ears, which is probably why you married me. Oh, shush. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm more of a dog ear. It's fine. <laughs> oh, not like a fancy pig. Oh, God. <sighs> I mean, I'm not putting myself down, but I don't think I could reach that high. <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I like painting the old models, but, like, in a more modern style um, to try and see, like, what you can get out of them. Um, but, yeah, there is mm. something quite satisfying about these kind of big, chunky old models, um, I, I find, anyway, you know. But, yeah. Okay, next question, related to what we were talking about a minute ago. Will we ever get to see more of Snipe's Fluffy Boys collection? I've fallen for them ever since the sixth anniversary battle where they heroically managed to kill a single orc boy. It was pretty amazing. (laughs) 
oh yeah no <laughs> that 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 was the highlight of a lot of sagas that day <laughs> jesus christ um yeah no i honestly i haven't really been paint- into painting that much recently i've been getting into crocheting because Ooh, nice. i can only have like one hobby at once or like two at the most so i have at the moment I am drawing and crocheting because I mm. bought myself for my birthday a Star Wars crochet kit that you nice. can make like little BB-8 and I'm like, I need to I do mean, that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. As much as I do want to hear about the crocheting, the question asked was, will they see more of your space walls? I mean, probably. G- good. Okay. Yeah. That thank you def- Thank you for answer. asking because it is, it is very nice. Okay. For people show interest. You, you should, I mean, the thing is, I should. I, I've been meaning, like, for years, I've been wanting to do a um, like, model showcase, like Wib did with his orcs. But like, there's there's a slew of reasons why that hasn't been done yet. And one day I'd like to, but it's just it's a bit much right now as well. Yeah. So. it's a bit simpler now because you like rejigged your army to be like a dreadnought centric force. Yeah. So like, you can show off your whole army and it be like twenty models tops, and that involves it also involves having a ton of Fenrisian wolves. Yes, <laughs> and it's still only <laughs> and like a 20 single models. iron fucking priest, yeah, or iron wolf, whatever. But yeah. So, no, thank you for the interest, and yeah, I, I will get around to it <laughs> one of these days. Um, okay, and some quick um, game recommendations, um, which right. I'll go through relatively quickly. Uh, I presume video games, I have, I read these and then I've now forgotten, I didn't write it down. Um, let's see if you can guess if they're board games or video games. Yay! Templar Battle Force, which is basically Space Hulk, but with RPG campaign strapped on top of it. Okay. It sounds uh, like, you know, that, but good. Like Space Hulk, but well done. Which, honestly, I've been Jones and Four, let's be honest. I like Space Hulk. Really? It depends. What... I'm talking about video games. Yes, and there's good Space Hulk games. You just There's just that, what, Space Hulk Deathwing sucks. Yeah, but that's the only one I want to play. Okay, but... Because yeah. I, I like first person. Okay, but there's like four no. other ones. Nah, terrible. <laughs> there's only one. Is that shit? Is that actually like six? Yeah, it's about fucking six. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, Battle Brothers, which is a medieval dark fantasy mercenary simulator where Battle everyone Brothers. is very squishy and I've you make seen... cash by beating up orcs. I, that's a bit racist, but okay. <laughs> oh no, or, orcs, merchants, and nobles. So, oh, okay. okay. So yeah. I, I'm just gonna noble. <laughs> there we go. You there sold me. So what was that? D- Battle Brothers. Battle Brothers. Okay. Cool. And then third game, Silent Storm. So an oldie but still fun tactics game with the feel of XCOM, but set in a silly World War Two. Okay. A silly World War Two. Si- yeah, I don't. Si- yes. Hmm. I think that's definitely more of a Wib and uh, and drummed Matthew game. But yeah, no battle robots. It's like uh, it's, that. That it's like good. yeah, you fight members of the SS, but they're wearing silly shoes. <laughs> but they're wearing clown shoes. Or yeah. Something, yeah. Like most fascists. Oh! <laughs> Next up, Michael. So this Hello. was a, a very long email, which I'm going to apologise that I'm paraphrasing really badly. But, so to set up, Snipe a while ago made a Rogal Dawn joke regarding the um, Primaris Ancient holding a skeleton hand relic. Which triggered a memory from a book that they read, which was called Space Marine, from the early days of Black Library. Which, unfortunately, was written by Ian Watson, but, yeah. but it's apparently not as bad as some of his other ones. But... Anyway, the point was that this in this scene in it, they make a big deal um, about um, 
how two space marines get in a fight about the best way to decorate a fallen brother's finger bones when they're like carving all the things into them as a memorial. And then there's a whole paragraph about them slagging each other off and they decide to go and have a duel over whether they should varnish it first or all this sort of stuff. So, okay. yeah. Space Marines have good fun hobbies involving finger bones, was the point of the email, I think. Okay, yeah. cool. B- big into finger bones. I can't even yeah. remember what I said because well, I can't remember what I said 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> if you want to reference something I've said, like, please, I, I need you to type it out and tell me what it was because fuck <laughs> if I know. And even then I won't remember it. Well, now we just, uh, you know, um, we've established that Space Marines are big into finger boning. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very interesting email, but I paraphrased it into my notes and then I paraphrased it from my notes to be even shorter. So <laughs> I don't know why anyone writes in anymore. I'm sorry, everyone. It's like, it's like fucking like... <laughs> I am endlessly fascinated that you are able to play telephone by yourself. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, actually. <laughs> All within like the space of like an hour. Yeah, as well. yeah right? Yeah. Wow. I mean, um... even I have to bow to that. Like, dang, dude. Henry... This is related to what we've spoken about again as well. Will your good friends, Frank Star Wars and Mr. Chainsaw Johnson, be doing another bat rep this year? Yes! If so, please please tell me that the Argent Wardens will grace the main channel. No, No. unfortunately not. Hopefully next year, though. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Uh, Depends how Ninth shows up. Maybe my Marines will be terrible. Who knows? Um... We'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm really into my, my goblins right now. He's just yeah, really focusing everything on his everything goblin is goblins. right now. Mm. You could dress your Argent Wardens as goblins. Everything is goblins. Like I just go over my existing paint jobs and just, just slap green on their faces. Well, I mean, and just it's, like, goblins it's like how now. Ruby Rod signs autographs, which is bucket, like dip, dip a paintbrush into a bucket and just walk past like your models. <laughs> yeah you could just do that I, I appreciate the uh, deep cut to the fifth element there of course yeah <laughs> okay good so yes and no good uh, yes. Lynn Squiggly hello first question very important question okay do you like pom bears they're okay I don't I do there we go I've got it all covered <laughs> yeah that, that was a really good question thank yeah. you Lynn <laughs> yeah Finally, um, some decent fucking questions on my podcast. Oh, well, this is, this ne- next one, not a, not a question, but a decent recommendation. Not that the other ones haven't been. Um, mm-hmm. For Wib, I recommend Rolling Line, a train set building game, where you can shrink down and drive the trains, or be big and build complex dioramas. Oh my god! Shit, I think I looked at this a couple of months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rolling line. I'm just going to say it a few times just so it's in your subconscious. Rolling, rolling line. Rolling like line. Rolling okay, there you go. You're going to be thinking about it for a while now. No, I'm just thinking about Limp Biscuit now. Yeah. They see me rolling. You're going to be line. You're going to be playing that, and that like, and that will consume your life. And rolling by Limp Biscuit will just keep playing. In, you know my favorite. My favorite rolling joke. No. Is um, to sit there when you're playing a game which involves dice rolling. And saying, that's how I roll. And saying, that's how I roll. And then it's not because that is funny, because it is not. It's baby. It is watching the other person's pained expression uh, (laughs) when you do it. That's that's the, you know, when it comes to like uh, that rolling based humor, you really have to make your own fun. Mm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Terrific. Okay. Any other recommendations? Uh, yes, but this is from the next person, Mikkel. Oh, okay. Recommend, recommendation for Snipe. 
Since you're consuming a lot of... Is it fucking off? I'm I'm waiting for someone to write and go, I have a recommendation for Snipe. Uh, Get the fuck off this podcast. (laughs) Go outside. It is is not that. Okay. No. Recommendation for Snipe. Since since she's consuming a lot of horror media recently. Mm Mm-hmm. A podcast called The Magnus Archives. The Magnus Archives. Oh, that rings a bell. It's a, colle- it's a collection of short stories, or statements as they're known as in the universe, that have a narrative as a background. It's a good listen and they're not very long, apparently. Okay, now that's cool. Because, yeah, no, like, I have to wait like a whole week for the No Sleep podcast to come out. I mean, how hard could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking hard, I guess. But, yeah, no, so, no, that's cool. I have I have heard of this before. But, no, I'll, I'll definitely... Thank you very much. I'll have a look into that. Uh, and they have a question as well. Ooh. So for all of us, what is your favorite? This is a, a big question. So, oh, okay. what's your okay. favorite bit of lore in forty k slash fantasy slash Age of Sigma? Well, oh God, there's a lot. Well, um, well, yeah, that's a big <laughs> fucking question. Oh, that is, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, that's like okay. Not one of you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin the question some slightly and say one of your favorite. Rather than absolutely, yeah. so oh, okay, okay. just so you don't look back and like as soon as we finish recording, be like, oh shit, I should have said this. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of little bits and pieces that I, I'm I'm a big a big fan of. Um, the basically every every bit of story about orcs is the best. It's fantastic. Um, like you know, uh, Wazdaka Gutsmek who like launched off a cliff into a warlord titan's cockpit and to like take down the crew mm-hmm. like he he just did sick bike tricks mm. um he went i really like that red flips. genuinely makes things go faster with all. yes uh the whole, co- I, I, the whole love I love that and it really sucks that it's not a thing anymore but yeah the whole concept that orcs are able to uh, are all sort of have this latent psychic potential where in when you have enough orcs together they affect reality around them if they believe in something enough mm. i think some people i think there is the idea like you know you can take it too far of like you know they can make anything work i'm i'm kind of a fan of the idea of that like like oh is the emperor like alive because the orcs think he is i wasn't thinking that i was thinking more which like... is an interesting question but i've seen people actually get very unfriendly about it oh really um but i'm talking about like oh yeah there'll be like an a box on a vehicle and you open it it's supposed to be the engine and you'll open and it up and it's like empty screws and like a squig toenail um and i i'm kind of not a fan of that kind of thing i i'm more of a fan where it's like they have built a thing but it just shouldn't work like and it's just them going, well, like, mean, it, like, should, uh, the... it should seize up or fall apart. Like, I think that's the kind of thing. Yeah. It's like their will holds the stuff together. And, like, mm. that's that's how I personally interpret it. And that's why, you know, like, they are willed to be faster yeah. um, by that. And I think that works well. Like, the, the whole belief in, like, blue being lucky and purple being stealthy is, like, reinforced by that. Um, I think that that's, like, I, I do like that kind of stuff. And I am, you know, obviously I'm a big fan of the whole concept of, like... The Grot Rebellion and all that, like, mm. and my own various head cannons surrounding it, mm. which uh, it's for my own stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, well, Orcs are great. I'd say for me, like old Necron lore, because oh, we've yeah. just we've just done that for the Codex Compliant, and oh my god, that was that's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, codices. Mm. It's just it's such it's so well put together. I wouldn't want to play a game with the rules in it, but like... Have you read the third Ed Tyranid one? 
No. It's, it's, it's a lot of the kind of third person talking about them yeah, again. Yeah, it's very similar. You should give that a read. Yeah, no, because like, I just think, I mean, that's just great. It's like just so many awesome little bits in there. Like there's there's a story about um some Imperials like fighting, a, like just trying to lay down like, you know, a blanket fire on the, some of these Necrons and they just keep getting up and just, it doesn't slow them down. They're like literally Terminator walking towards them. And it's just this terror, and I'm like, that is so fucking cool. <laughs> and like modern Necrons, I'm like, I mean, sure, like you know, I'm glad that they put new stuff in there for people, but at the same time, I personally prefer the old stuff just from a story point of view. Yeah, Necrons are weird because, like, yeah, from a story point of view, I entirely agree with you, but from an army collecting point of view, they're kind that's of quite a boring thing to collect if you don't do anything yeah. interesting with them. So yeah, exactly, a, yeah, yeah I'm, I can see why they did what they did. Yeah, but... no, I completely understand. Honestly, but, yeah. having read all that and seen some of the new models and stuff, I, I kind of genuinely want to make a Necron army that is based nearly entirely around that one piece of art. What, the, is... the guy grabbing for Fruit Loops? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean Nightmare Necron? Where yeah. it's like, where like, um, because a lot of the art in there, like when we even pointed out in the Codex Compliant video, where it's like that one piece of Necron art, where it's, it's just like shrouded in like shadow and just this hulking fucking mass of just menace, and it's like that's amazing, yeah, and that's I, how they're described. And it's I kind of want to put together a Necron force, like and re- basically make them scary, like yeah, have no, them as horror. Necrons. I love them as being horror, like. There is apparent, so there is apparently a tomb world where they all went mad and they're all basically a little bit uh, they're all a little bit like um, infected with the virus that um, all uh, flayed ones have. Oh, um, it's the, like the flayer virus. I yeah, think. it's um, not a clever name. I, don't think. I think they've basically all got a bit of that, mm. so they are basically like old school murder necrons, murder uh, machines. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'd say that. What about you, Drummer B? Um, like I said, I do like the orc red thing, and mm. um, I quite like the um, oh, I've forgotten what his sword's name is. Um, Farsight, you know, the Tau gone off and done yeah. his own thing. Yeah. In fact, fighting orcs. I think his sword is called is it called the Dawn Blade or something? It, yeah, I think yeah, it, might be right. like that, yeah. it consumes souls or something completely evil. But Farsight doesn't know that yet. Yeah. And I quite like that sort of, sort of great. he's got suspicions or something, and I think that's the last I read it. I don't know whether that's developed since whenever I last found out about this, I don't know. But mm. he's got suspicions that this sword does something bad, but like it's also a powerful sword, and it means that he can get by and do what he needs to do. So I quite mm. like it. Sort of, the, the thought of that sort of in the back of his mind, with that sort of internal struggle being like, should I still be doing this? Should yeah. I not? <laughs> no, that is, that is cool. Might be evil, not sure. <laughs> Might be evil, but it is making my life a lot easier. Hmm. Mm. Swings and roundabouts, really, isn't it? Really, yeah. <laughs> well, it's more the sort of, you know, it's if you don't know, it could just be a good sword. Yeah. So, and it's sort I of, is it, it's making, sword... is it making him live longer because of, because of the souls that he eats or something like that? I can't remember. Because that would be really cool if like he got like 20 years past like the oldest known town and was like, I still feel pretty spry. But yeah, I think there is bits of that. So he's starting to suspect something. Mm. I, I am uh, not very well versed in Tau lore because, shockingly, um, mm. I when we cover a, a faction that I don't know much about in a video, uh, I just read about them. Then we get learned uh, and, yeah. and research. Uh, but inherently, like if there's a load of them that I'm just like, I don't fucking know anything about like the Great Knights. I don't know shit about them. You know, like mm-hmm. 
They're not yeah, even great. That's, that's... <laughs> but yeah, I think that's the gist of the story. I've probably got something wrong, so apologies. apologies. No, but that, is, yeah, that is cool. Which I quite like that sort of just the back of his mind nagging. Like, mm, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Next up, final question from Robert. Ooh. Hello, Robert. So this isn't... Well, it is a question, but it's not... Anyway. Can Snipe start a movie watch list of recommendations and ones to avoid? Because she often mentions a movie in the podcast, but then I forget the name after the podcast ends. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, I, I said you probably won't go back and do all of them because I, yeah, that no, might take a while. That's kind of nuts. But like, I like from now on, I can like I'll I don't know, start a Google Doc or something and just pop like um, my like like movies I mentioned in the podcast. I mention them in, and if I recommend them, I guess. If, yeah. No, if if that if that that'll be helpful, I'll I'll get that sorted. Yeah, no worries. Cool. Yeah, okay. Jobs are good. Yay. Okay. Um, I should probably mention. Yeah. Uh, and I ha- I hate to like you know go fully behind the curtain. And at yet this here point. we are. Mm. Uh, we are beyond <laughs> the curtain. Um, so d- during the episodes. Uh, what I, I do these days is I have a piece of paper in front of me and I make a note of anything that would be a potential title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not I've not got anything for this episode. Oh, do you want me to come up with something? I, so I don't know what we're going to call this episode. Um, mm. And I'm not just going to say, oh, Snipe, what should we name it? Because you'll say we should name it like <laughs> Barnacle Dicks or something. No, I think um, we should name barnacles it... Barnacles have very big dicks, don't they? Compare, like, yeah, like yeah. the Barnacle has the biggest penis in like... Uh, in... Uh, what is it? The compared Animal its, Kingdom. Compared to its body size, you know. The Barnacle, the... a.k.a. David Hayder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He literally I mean, replied to like a QI thing. It was like, "Oh, the barnacle has the biggest penis comparison, like to its body, sir." And he just replied with, "Please stop calling me the barnacle." <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love David Hayter so much. But yeah, I think we should call it "Snipe looks at pictures of Peter Stormare while she should be working." That's actually a strong one. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. yeah, it was because yeah, I was, was just like because yeah. I saw him in Mercury Rising and I was like, "Damn." And then he gets killed immediately. I'm like, fucking great. I, I just thought, you know, we'd uh, we'd lampshade this um, that that w- whichever it's picked. I mean, if if someone can uh, make a make a funny jest about Warhammer Forty Thousand, that'd be great because the things where um, I can, you know, we can name the episode after Warhammer get better views. Uh, Peter uh, Stormare is an inquisitor that Snipe is looking at pictures of when she's supposed to be working. I know I might I might do something about like um, you know if if we can work it like let's just SEO this let's, okay okay uh, so we need okay, to like yeah. incorporate ninth edition because uh, that's that's coming ninth out. edition Peter Stormare and what people, bat people are, rep people are really into things that people, cakes yeah people put the things that that they don't think are cakes <laughs> but are cakes okay yeah that's a thing yeah yeah so people yeah. are into that right now so, oh, S- oh, so you go ninth edition is actually a cake. Is yeah, secretly so, a cake. Ninth so, edition is secretly a cake. Okay, so. and then and then we can have Peter Stormare as like the preview image. Yeah, and I'll I'll try yeah. and Photoshop a picture of like the ninth edition rulebook to be like with a knife in it, cutting it open like it's a cake. I'll try. Yeah, and but, but it's Peter Stormare doing it. 
I, I think we'll leave out the Peter Stormare part. No, that's definitely that, part of the SEO. Trust I, me, here's the new hotness right now. I, I, I mean, if I'll tell you what, if if after we finish the podcast, if mm. you can pull up like the Google results, because you know it has like the trending over time thing. Mm-hmm. If you can show me that there is a defined spike in Peter Stormare interest, okay. then we'll include him in. <laughs> I've the got name. a lot of googling to do. <laughs> I also feel sorry for people that have gone all the way through the podcast and going like, "Oh, why did they pick that name for the podcast?" Um, and then they get to Hi. this, and they're going to go, "Oh, so it was just." Just this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I feel it, like people do yeah. that at the end of every podcast. Oh, yeah. it was just that. <laughs> oh, I think wait, there's we... a lot of Stockholm Syndrome going on here. <laughs> was that it? Is the, you know, the, the feeling yeah. that we aim to leave. Not the, in the uh, way the that all that wasn't long enough or satisfying. It was just like, did just... I just listen to that? <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to, like, insult the agency of our listeners. That, but they, that's what we've been doing they, for the been, past five minutes. So that's what we've been doing for the last 105 episodes. Yeah, self-deprecating <laughs> humour. We actually love and respect and cherish all of you. And yeah. uh, please send an email in to thedrummermat at gmail.com telling everyone how currently in Peter Stormare is and how he's actually really good to use as SEO right now. Yeah, he's uh, Peter. I guess that's okay. That's another name to use. Uh, Peter Stormare is quite strong with SEO right now. <laughs> um, okay, you know, or that Peter Stormare come... is trending. Oh, he, he uh, can trend me all day. I don't um, mind. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm I, implying it's implicitly sexual. I, I think that the implication there is less of an implication and more of a declarative statement. Mm. I don't know. I was being. I was obfuscating it very skillfully. Um, I am a wordsmith. Obfuscating it in the same way that a billboard does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is still obfuscated. Yeah. It's got a bush in front of it or something. Um, that's me. I'm 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 that bush. <laughs> Good. Good. Peter Stormare is my bush. <laughs> I think this metaphor has become so muddled that it is it is probably best to just move past it and end this audio hallucinatory nightmare. I need to go and Google who's Peter Stormare is. <laughs> Dude, no, if you Google him, like, have you seen Constantine, the movie with Keanu Reeves? Uh, no. Oh. I love I've... that that is your point of reference. Well, oh, of that have you seen of Fargo? That guy is the one you've been talking about this whole time. <laughs> what? Like, no offence to him, but like... No, no, that's, mean... that's where him when he's older, and I'm not like, I'm not old enough to find him attractive at that age yet, but I'm talking about young Peter Stormare. Well, there is a couple of pic- pictures where he looks like old Ryan Reynolds. What? I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, okay, we're gonna do this after the podcast. Yeah. Like, you need to get learned. He so. also voices Godbrand in uh, Castlevania. I like both. It's Godbrand, his name. Yeah, it's isn't Godbrand. It? Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, he was uh, one of the bad guys uh, uh, alongside Steve Buscemi in Fargo, the movie. Hmm. Mm. Um, he's also done like a bunch of bit parts. He was the pro- he was like the psychologist in Until Dawn, the video game. Um. He's 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 like uh, he's done a lot. Of I mean, just... I'm not accusing him of not worked hard in his career. I just didn't know that that was the person you were talking about. Okay, but there <laughs> he is, and he's a tasty daddy man. Good. And and now his Google SEO thing will spike because everyone's like, who? Like, oh. who? did they really spend ten minutes on the end of the podcast talking about Peter Stormare in an entirely manufactured <laughs> segment? Do you know his full name? I do not know it's his full Rolf name. It's Rolf Peter Ingvar. Because he's like, nice, the, he's strong. peak Swedish. And I'm like, okay, you're like, one of your names is 
Ingvar and Rolf is like um it's similar to Ulf, which is, is the old word for wolf. Is Stormair like his actual surname or is it Stormare? No, uh, his name was actually like just Storm, but Stormair actually um His name is Storm. Yeah. Like last name was like Storm. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's <laughs> But then he changed it because there was another actor who had that surname, so he changed it to Stormare. <laughs> he changed it because he realised that he sounded like a 1980s action <laughs> film protagonist. He's all like fucking... It's like, like in the same level. He's like, hello, like, my name is, is fucking Peter Ingvar Storm. That's like in the same level of believable names as John Matrix. Oh, what about... Oh my god, um, there's that lady who's like... Oh, is it... Oh, it's something, it's like Moonblood Fang or something. I can't remember her name. She was in the Street Fighter, the Chun-Li movie that sucked. Oh, yeah. It's like something Moonblood. And I'm just like, she has the coolest fucking name in the world. <laughs> nearly makes up for the Chun-Li movie. Not quite, but nearly. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we're going to stop fucking being weird. Um, thank you very much for listening to whatever the fuck this was. Um, and please send your questions and like your like confirmation that Peter Stormare is so hot right now. Uh, to the drama mat at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Can't believe you don't know who fucking Peter Stormare is. Oh my god.